Now, uh, help me out, Blaster. Transform and play something uh, nice. And now, a nice and nifty musical selection for easy listening. <laughs> Hold on to your dancing shoes and go, man, go! One shall stand, one shall fall. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, a Transformers TCG podcast broadcasting live from an underground bunker in the middle of the murky Midlands. I want to boot some Decepticon right in his turbocharger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, cliff jumper. Wow. Seriously, put that gun down. You're going to kill somebody in this studio. Goodness. Right. Anyway, I'm your uh, host, Lee, from Blue Top Productions. And uh, today, I have a motley crew of people to talk everything about Transformers the TCG. That's right. The trading card game based on the cartoon from the 80s. This podcast will talk about news about the Transformers the TCG, new releases, deck profiles, and stuff that's happening in the community. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. One shall stand, one shall fall. What up, guys, and welcome to Bleeped Up Productions. I'm your host, Lee, and the producer of Bleeped Up Productions. And today we have something very special. We're finishing off a trilogy of a review. That's right, this is One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, the one and only... I am the one and only... That's right, Transformers TCG podcast here on the interwaves, or interwebs, should we say. Man, the trilogy is going to be complete by the end of this episode. Holy cow. Bayformers has nuked us. Tactical nuke incoming! I think... It's nuked us as much as the ARC review did. And on this episode is my co-host from the Energon Hustlers, Dave. How you doing, Dave? What's up, dude? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, we're, hit, we're nearly there. We're, 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 you know, it's pudding time. We're on the dessert. It's 100% true, the pudding, but I'm feeling overwhelmed, overflooded, overfull, should we say. But we still got to somehow cram some pudding in. I don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> so... Guys, if you didn't know already, we're a Transformers TCG podcast, and we talk everything about Transformers the TCG. Uh, And now and again, we get to review and talk about fan-created sets. And the last two episodes, which is episode 19 and 20, we've been reviewing the Bayformers World Strike set. Uh, In episode 19, we talked about the characters. In episode 20, we talked about the battle cards. And now we're here at the final furlong in episode 21 with the stratagems now i want to do a big shout out to the bayformers because they can't believe our endurance levels they, they <laughs> commented on one of our uh, one of our uh, uh posts on facebook saying your endurance levels are legendary yes we are and we are dying slowly inside <laughs> i don't know how you're feeling dave but i am i'm slowly like falling asleep on this uh laptop here trying to say guys slow down with your fan created sets please <laughs> oh the, the, there has been so much and we, we you know we i think we've got our next at least three episodes probably four already lined up because after this we're going to speak to adam from bayformers yes we are then we're going to review alpha Triumph protocols three 
Yes, we are. Then we're, then we're going to speak to Dan Arnold. Yes, we so, are. So, guys, we've got so much exciting stuff coming up. I mean, we have got a lot. And that is not all. We've got other stuff in the pipeline. And we've got, you know, I've had contact um, in the last week from two other fan set creators. We've got so much to, <laughs> to look at. So, don't worry. Um, this game is far from dead. There is so much quality content out there. Um, and... We, we are excited to bring you this. This this is, I don't know, the stratagems to me, as much as I love the characters, I always like looking at the stratagems because they can always breathe that bit of life back into those old characters, can't they? So I'm, I'm excited to go through these. I am 100% excited for the stratagems. Exactly what you said, Dave. It brings back life into some of the characters. I haven't looked at all of them. There's a few that have stood out horrifically in my eyes because we've been playing some of them and going, oh my gosh, this has broken me as an individual. And a few of them we've played, I'm like, man, I I'm going to try that one. I really want to play that because I really love that mm -hmm. character. And it has brought breath of life back into that character, which is exciting. So with that being said, guys, our intro is done. Are you ready, Dave? Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready, listeners? Are you ready? I'm ready to break it down. That's right, we are here, finally, at the stratagems. There's 35 stratagems. 35. It's a big number. Not as big as our battle cards that we did in our last episode, but it's still quite a number. So, Dave, how are we going to tackle this? Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? How are we going to do this? I don't mind. To be fair... The, the first one is, is is revisiting a character that is very much dear to your heart. Um, oh, it he's is? Because he's got a pointy head. So why don't you lead off with, with this one, and then, and then, I'll, uh, then we'll alternate like we normally do. So, number one, guys. We have Brace for Impact. This is a stratagem for Ramjet Sky Smasher. That's right. This stratagem is for Wave 1 Ramjet. Fan. Fantastic. It's going to cost you one star, and this is what it gives you. In the text box, it states, when your Ramjet Sky Smasher is upgraded with an armor and defends while in alt mode, flip him to bot mode. When your Ramjet Sky Smasher is upgraded with a weapon and attacks in bot mode, flip him to alt mode. And it will also give you plus one armor or defense. For one star, I like this. It's very interesting because... Obviously, Ramjet is a bit of a big boy. This will take him, I believe, to 11 stars, Dave, I think. Yes, it does. I've actually tried this one out. I actually tried this one before I got the cards because Matifer challenged me to <laughs> a deck camp <laughs> challenge and gave me, gave me wave, wave one Ramjet. I was like, thanks. But then he said, don't worry, there's a stratagem. So I had a look at this already. And I've played with it. <laughs> Wave 1 Ramjet, I don't know why I'm struggling to say that. Wave 1 Ramjet is an interesting character because he, he was, for his star cost, 10 stars for 7 attack in alt mode is pretty brutal, Yep, isn't it? It's, But he's never been particularly playable outside of like limited formats like Turbo Draft and, and, and Sealed and that sort of thing. So he, he's kind of like languished, hasn't he? But I think this is really good, good for him because... You know, if if you, you always want to attack with him in alt mode, but then he's very vulnerable to the counter attack. He's got is it zero armor in in alt mode? Yeah, it's pretty poop. Yeah. So the good thing with this stratagem is obviously you swing, 
with a weapon. And then when you take that counter-attack, you flip back to bot mode, where I think he's got two armor. So with the stratagem, it makes it three. Yep. So I think it's, I think it's good. Is it going to make Ramjet appear everywhere in tables all across the world? No. But does it make him a little bit more playable? I think it does. Um, I always think the problem with Ramjet is he's fighting for space with lots of other planes at the same star cost, like Windsweeper. And, you know, there's iterations of Starscream that are only... Like, for 11 stars, you can get Air Commander Starscream, who arguably with the Airstrike Patrol. But I'd be interested to see how this functions with... Because this doesn't add any text to Ramjet's box, so it remains blank. So I'd be interested to see how this stratagem interacts with that new bot, Nacelle. Mm. Oh, sugar honey iced tea. Just thinking about that. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. You can get free flips. You can. Kinetic converter, maybe. I was going to say, you could possibly have a card engine, draw engine with this guy. Interesting. And he can pack a punch as well. Hmm. Mm. Uh, what's the what's the is the other kinetic card is it is it kinetic whip or whatever it is from wave four that could be quite good as your weapon as well yeah because you could swing and then get your bold up as well so you know I think it's got scope um, I like it I think this is a, a good card Ramjet's like one of, one of your favourite characters obviously we've had ATP's iteration which is arguably miles better um, but I think if you're looking for something with a bit of synergy with Nacelle, this could give him a, a, a new lease of life. So definitely worth putting him on the board, I think. 100%. I really like it. I think it's a fun, fun stratagem. So, um, yeah, good start with number one. So let's move straight into number two then, Dave. Okay, this is a really, really cool one. I like this one. This is Brutal Conditioning. It's for melee characters. It says, once per game, when one of your melee characters takes damage from your cards... You may put this on that character. When the character this is on takes damage from one of your cards, put a conditioning counter on this. Then, if this has three or more conditioning counters, flip this. And it flips over to the other side, which is just the picture of the artwork, but it's plus two attack, plus two health, plus two armor. That is bonkers. Because let's face it, it's not difficult to damage your own characters. Scouting mission, Kamian crash, magray, photon bomb, like strafing run or whatever it is. There's so many cards that you could plink your character away and then just, yeah, plus two, plus two, plus two. What do you think, mate? Right. I'm looking up a card as we speak. Fun interjectural music. Welcome to Intermission. <laughs> Bumblebee trusted lieutenant. Yes. Like 10 stars. With him, it'll be 11. So when you trigger this fun shenanigans, you need to make sure he's in this mode. But then to just go to his bot mode, even though he's ranged, you'll have this card on him anyway if you've triggered it through the melee and all that jazz. He goes to 8-16-3. That is stupid. It's, it's really like, it's not going to be hard to do. It's not going to be hard to do. You know, can you imagine this with Quake, if Quake's on your team? You're dumb. You're dumb. Because every time a character dies, it's a separate trigger from Quake. So if you machine gun off a load of characters, you can get this active incredibly quickly with Quake. 
Um, so so you because you can you can run quake for eight stars. You just run him with with Kreb for the for the head for one star, and then he's what seven so eight stars. You've got seventeen stars left to build the rest of your team. Make them all melee characters. Brutal conditioning really does some nasty stuff. Tell you what else would be horrible with this: erratic energy grenade. <laughs> Put it on one of your melee characters <laughs> every turn, so it's gonna it's gonna just you know cook off, and then you can like I don't know, quartermaster the grenade off to someone else once you've triggered your brutal conditioning flip. There's loads of stuff. I, I believe I'm, I'm not sure from the recent Bayformers event that Brian Blair one. I think he was running this with um, exhaust as well. So. It's good, like plus two across the board. If you can trigger that, that is gnarly. I think that's a very, very strong strategy. I think it's really interesting because you could also how how the guys are breeding life back into Dinobots with um, some of the ATP stuff. You could take out one of those strats and put this on, and then if you trigger this with Grimlock, God help us all. That uh. will definitely become, <laughs> even though. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just looking at it now and going like, so we know we've got a King Grimlock, but that will put him up to almost King Grimlock stats almost for much cheaper star points. Oh my god! For eleven, yeah. And all you've got to do is run, all you've got to do is run a few cards in your, you know, the cards in your deck that do that, like Erratic Energy Grenade, like you know, all the other cards we just said. So this one is definitely a scary prospect. And the fact that you could damage your own character, get the brutal conditioning, and then energy transfer or callous leadership or whatever, the damage off onto someone else. Like Grimlock's a good example, Sludge. Pump up Grimlock, then remove all the damage off him with Sludge. 100% true with the uh, eye still functions and all the fun shenanigans, energy transfers, all those fun cards. Oh my gosh. I might need to go back and look at dinosaurs with this. That might be quite interesting. I think it's going to be, be gnarly. I think it's going to be a good one. So definitely one to watch out for, listeners. If you if you like your, your, your melee characters, I think this is a strong contender for being in your, your deck um, with a m minimal change to how you build that deck. You know, it's a, just a slight tweak in strategy. So I think it's really good. So, so next up, mate, what have you got? Okay, number three, we have Buried Banquet, which is Alicon Iuki, or however we pronounce it. I forget how we pronounce <laughs> this one. Bog Scavenger. It is a stratagem. It is one star, and it states on it, when your Alicon, insert name here, uh, Blog Scavenger attacks, uh, you may put a black or green upgrade from your opponent's scrap pile into their KO area. If you do... Repair one damage from her. I think, I think the silence speaks for itself. Oh my gosh, this is insane. Like, so I believe the Alicons are like five or six, aren't they? Something around those stats. So you add this for like... The five stars. Yeah, five. Yeah. So this will be six. And then you basically can go, right, I don't like your fusion borers. I don't like your pocket processors. Oh, you've got these other cards that involve black and green. Okay, that are upgrades. Yeah, I don't like them. So, yeah, nom, 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 every time I attack. So, oh my gosh, there's some shenanigans with this guy. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. 
little shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. I've got ideas already brewing in my head about untapping. There's that black card I forget off the top of my head, which allows you to untap certain characters of a certain cost. Oh my gosh. New orders. Yeah. New orders. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I love this. I love this a lot. Dave, your thoughts? I really like it. It, it feels to me like a, a Magic the Gathering ability with the removing stuff from the scrap pile forever, like it effectively just getting rid of for, for, for good KO area. It's very hard to get stuff back from there. There's only a handful of cards that really interact with that zone. So I think that's good in itself because you go, right, that card's an issue. I don't want to see it again. Um, I'm going to, like you say, eat your pocket process or eat your toolbox or wh whatever card it is. So it's dealing with that in the future, so it's preventing them from getting it again. And then you're repairing your damage. So if you've got toolbox on your Anacon, and what I found with the few games I've had with the Quintessons is they really like their green cards anyway. So like toolbox kind of fits in with that sort of strategy model of, you know, I just think it's good, I, you know, um, like you say, and she still is cheap. Six, six stars is very, very cheap. 100% and I feel like and that's not that's not forgetting her abilities either is it you know no, you know her the actual cards got abilities yeah her abilities on top and then also the other quintesson shenanigans like I feel I feel like I just need to bloody play these characters already I need to get just get them <laughs> you know I really like <laughs> you need to need order your set <laughs> just need to get my set sorted just need to get my set sorted so. we, we can do that don't you worry it's we're, great we're, we're going to be doing a bit an order at the end of the month anyway aren't we so it's true our order is getting a little bit big so guys slow down please <laughs> it would be nice no Absolutely. but yeah buried banquet absolutely love it i feel like it could be an auto include but it depends on how you're building your quintessence so yeah i really really like it like it a lot so definitely so moving on we are revisiting an old character again this is cool uh cantankerous attitude for dinobot slug the hot-headed warrior so this is wave one slug or slag as i know him slag. Um, slag. Slag. Um, when you play an upgrade <laughs> Uh, when you play an upgrade on your Dinobot Slug, Hot-Headed Warrior, you may scrap an upgrade on one of your other characters. If you do, do two damage to an enemy. When your Dinobot Slug, Hot-Headed Warrior defends, you may scrap an upgrade on him after the battle. If you do, move one damage counter from him onto the attacker and it gives you plus one health for a star. Um, so that's an interesting one. What do you think, mate? I feel like... This is hilarious just because you could build Dinobots really interesting with a ton of removal and you can actually try running Slug and you're basically, if you get it off correctly, you're doing a one shell stand, one shell fall, just saying a great podcast as well, to one of your characters and you're not taking any of the damage, if you will, uh, and you're repairing one. It's insane. I really like this. I think this is one of my favorites of the stratagems that we've that we've basically got in this set just because I'm a big fan of slug or slag as we like to call it in the UK. Um, I, I really was kind of achieved that you couldn't run him uh, with Grimlock and a few of the others. I was really, really disappointed about that. Thank you, Wizards. You constantly keep disappointing me. But this just breathes life into him a ton and I absolutely love it. And 
Yeah, it's just really sad that you couldn't run him with uh, Grimlock and the boys. What are your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, exactly that. Like, he, he was the worst one. You know, he was vanilla. Like, yeah, he's got good armor in, in alt mode, but he's got a really pants attack for a dino bot. Um, he just, he's just too expensive, isn't he? He's what, this, this still pushes him at 10, though, with the stratagem. It's interesting, and it's another, you could possibly be looking at a slightly more defensive build for your Dinobots, and just try and have them tank damage and grind down the opponent, rather than the orange, bold Hulk smash that um, Grimlock is. So if you don't own a Grimlock, this could be a good way of powering up the Dinobot team without having to have the, the expensive card Grimlock. Can I open up some interesting deck building things as well? Because remember all those upgrades from Wave 3, the when this is scrapped from a character, blow up an armor, blow up a weapon, whatever they are. I can't, I can't even remember what they're called because they just never <laughs> saw any play because you always just ran bashing shield and enforcement batons instead because they were better. But this could breathe some life into them. Again, it's it kind of similar to the Ramjet, isn't it? Is it going to make him a top-tier character? No. Is it going to make you put him on the board and have a bit of fun with him? I think so. I think this could be fun in the Deck Tech Challenge. Let's let's give each other some really janky old characters, but you're allowed to take the stratagem. 100%. And see 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 what we can get going. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, like you say, three points da three point damage is actually quite good because it's direct damage as well, and it's not... The two damage isn't to the defender, it's to an enemy. So you can pick off another character. So you go, I'll swing with Slug. I'll scrap this um, card from Wave 3, um, which I can't remember the names of. Blow up um, one of your upgrades, and then I'll shoot that guy off the board. Oh, and then, <laughs> then you know, next turn when you come into me, oh, I'll, I'll scrap my armor <laughs> and move the damage over. It's super versatile. I feel like Reprocess loves this. And then you want to run, like, I'm just looking at it now, like, you want to kind of, uh, how I'm looking at, like, building this with an idea is basically have a blue kind of healing deck where basically you're running all these cheap armors that you can search for and then the extra paddings and then basically go, cool, uh, this turn I will just reprocess one of those extra paddings, I'll heal two. Oh, and then I'll just do two damage to an enemy and then I'll just come and swing with you and slug and just... There's some cool, I really agree with what you say. I think there's some fun shenanigans, maybe. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Dare we say it in the not too distant future with the project that we're working on with a few other people, that we might just have to have a slug fest, should we call it, for a month and basically just, yeah, do, the slug just fest. do loads of different builds using Dinobot Slug and this stratagem. I think it'd be really interesting and very unique. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what everyone comes um, up with. Druid. Definitely. Ooh, next one for you. Ooh, again, the, uh, re revisiting again these, these characters that don't see play. So who have you got? I have um, the stratagem Cerebo Shell Shock which is for Bombshell in Secticon Mind Controller. So this is Wave 1 Bombshell. Let's just get out of the way. He's trash. Enough said. He's just not that great. It's really, really sad. One of the most prominent Insecticons. Wizards just made him. Is the best way of describing it. 
Captain so, Vanilla. <laughs> Captain Vanilla. That is 100% true. Right. The stratagem. It states, when your bombshell Insecticon mind controller defends while tapped against a damaged enemy, the attacker can't flip more than four battle cards this battle. It also gives you plus two health, and it's for a star. That is awesome. I, I think so. I like it a lot. It's... Again, like we were saying at the beginning of the show, a lot of these stratagems breathe life into old characters. If you are thinking about running Bombshell originally, you're like, nah, this isn't that great. This guy now has the ability of just going, I can come in and hit quite hard, because he can hit quite hard, surprisingly. But now the fact is, oh yeah, you're going against bold things. You just put like bravery or, you know, um, the card I love using, which I just forgot about. Um, that gives you uh, bravery while tap. Oh, point position. Point position, that's the one. And they have to constantly keep coming into this, and they're like, oh, I flip this, I flip this, I flip... No, just four. Or you hilariously make it even ruder, put gyro blasters on it. You know, it's just hilarious. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. It makes me want to field Insecticons in a very different and unique way. I think it brings life into a character which... Yeah, like we said, it was very Captain Vanilla. So, uh, Dave, your thoughts? I think it's, I think it's cool, like... There is a blue bugs archetype out there with some of the wave three, no wave, four, is it three and four? four did some think, new bugs, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. they? One of them, one of those. Yeah, did. yeah. So you could do like a blue bugs build with this because although he was Captain Vanilla, like you say, his stats weren't horrible. Like he's got five attack in bot mode, but in alt mode, if you've got bravery on this guy, he's got four armor. Yeah, bro. Stack your deck with all those horrible things like anti pierce cards come at me, bounce off me all day. Like, if you've got trithelium plating on this guy, or you're running tetronite micro-plating from Bayformers, like, oh, God, he's going to be an... He'll, he'll be like Aimless was before Black Pips went crazy. Do you remember Aimless just would not die? Because he's a gangster. Let's just be honest. Yeah, because he is a gangster. <laughs> Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. This pushes Bombshell out to nine stars, but if you build that deck around it, you've got a very resilient character. 12 health with four armor is really good. Yeah, if you think about it, most bugs are like six. So you could run probably three wide with a few star cards and a few other things. There's some good th stuff, and even just normal stuff as well, like Cerebral Shellshock, I approve, I like it. I think everyone should try and get Bombshell out of their binders. Totally. So, moving on, we're to a stratagem for one of the, well, I'd say the flagship card of World Strike. And this is Colossal Cannons for Gilthor, the Chained Amalgamation. Um, it's a star, so that pushes him to 14 if you want to include this, but this has got some spice on it. When your Gilthor Chained Amalgamation does attack damage to a non-leader Decepticon, do one damage to an enemy Decepticon. And when your Gilthor Chained Amalgamation does attack damage to a non-leader Autobot, do one damage to an enemy Autobot. Bonkers. Do we just say Octone without the flips? Yes. Yeah, we just say Octone without the flips. Gilthor is hitting hard anyway. Is what, like a seven attack or something in bot mode or something crazy? It's just the fact that we always make fun of, oh yeah, my character lives on one. 
you run this stratagem. After you've done attack damage, you just go, I live on one. No, you don't. Kaboom, you're off the board. This is it. It's just so satisfyingly sad and savage if you're going against this. I love it. I feel like when we did our characters, both of us love Gilthor. I, we think Gilthor's probably the standout big boy of the set. And Dave and me love our big boys. And say it with me. Beefcake. 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 And I feel for how many stars and for how much he does, and including this, I feel like this could easily be... I, I, I personally feel like this should be a auto-include on the big guy because you will see Decepticons and you will see Autobots. Uh, but then there is the opportunity of when you come to sideboarding and stuff like that, to have the ability to switch it in for something else maybe would probably be very versatile with it. But to be honest... This is scary. This just takes skill four from being, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit you hard to, I'm going to hit you hard, and when you're down, <laughs> I'm just going to hit you down even more. That's it. Just because uh, you think the fight is over, it isn't. It, it, it's a really, really good addition to a already strong character. Um, you know, it's 14 stars, but that's not unfeasible. We've seen really strong teams with a centerpiece character of 14 stars, like Major Shockwave. Obviously, Galaxy Prime's, what, 15? You know, um, I, I think this is strong. It's gonna be horrible like that. So that splash damage going across the, you know, you just like you say, you pick off guys that are lurking at the back. That's yeah, oh, it's gonna be horrible. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a really good strat. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, this is a cool one. Yeah, it is a cool one. Right. So number seven, we've got Dark Regeneration. This is for Optimus Prime Dark Awakening. So this is the Optimus Prime that is ranged, but has an Energon Axe. We love that. We love that. I just constantly keep looking at that. But anyway, the strategy mistakes. At the start of the, the first turn, move any number of damage counters from Optimus Prime Dark Awakening to another character, but not enough to KO it. That is for a star point. So after multiple rounds, it's pretty decent. So your first turn, if you've you know gone in and you've taken some things, you can just move damage over and stuff like that. It's it's pretty unique. I like it. I think I think it definitely is an interesting design aspect for this guy because he's Prime is no pushover. Like Prime Dark Awakening is definitely a, a general Prime as we talked about it more in the character uh, episode. But Dave and me really like this Prime, so it'd be interesting to see your thoughts on it, Dave. I think it's really really good for for an additional sauce. It pushes him to twelve stars because it's at the start of the first turn. Um, so I'm guessing that doesn't matter who's gone first or second. Like you just, this triggers at the start of the first turn. So if your opponent's going first, you just go, all right, I'm gonna trigger dart regeneration and I'll move because Prime will have two damage on him because that's what he comes in with. So you can literally just, for a star, you're, you're doing like a plasma burst to someone and keeping your Prime back, you know, it goes back up to 15 health. Um, it's, it's cool. Could this work in conjunction with brutal conditioning? Yes, it could. <laughs> yes, Let's it could. Let's turn that up already at two. Yeah, it would do because he's melee in truck mode. It's interesting. You you dark awakening or dark regeneration onto another melee character that has... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's interesting. You could get the um, the engine going on a smaller guy right off the bat. That's interesting. I like it. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. I think ooh, that, that, that synergy, although, you know, that you're then paying 13 stars for this prime if you're going for the brutal conditioning 
and Dark Regeneration, and his, his star cost is 13. So you're paying like Battlefield Legend level of, of stars, aren't you? But can you imagine him once once you get that? Because you could put Brutal Condition on, on him immediately at the start of the game. And then like in bot mode, late game, he would have 8 attack, 17 health, 4 armor. I think that's worth paying 13 stars for. Yeah. I can see that. That's maybe a deck idea in in the bag for <laughs> when I next build some decks. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Right. Next one. Okay, this one. Very interesting card. Very interesting card. Yeah. So, this is the Death Crystal Cannon. This is for Sergeant Corp, Veteran Sergeant. Poor cup. Very sad. Anyway, um, it's one star. Uh, the stratagem states, when one of your characters that has seven or more attacks and you have Sergeant Cup, uh, veteran sergeant on the battlefield, do damage to the defender equal to the number of loading the cannon cards in your KO area. It also gives you plus three health and it's for one star. So if we quickly interject with the loading the cannon card, this was... Um, in the battle card uh, set that we review, guys, it's a secret action. It is a black, blue, and green card. It says reveal when one of your character defends, uh, the character gets plus one armor until the end of battle. After the battle, if the amount of attack damage that character took would uh, was less than or equal to the armor before flips, put this card into your KO area. So this... With cup, with this cup, a couple of these, and this stratagem, you've got some shenanigans. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Dare I say, building with the possible of just doing three damage every time just seems pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be... It's one of those things, isn't it? It's like, it's a puzzle. Like, how can I make this work? Because to me, it seems like a lot of effort to get that. I suppose the reward is there, but the problem with loading the cannon is if you're against someone that's attacking for real high high attack value, it's not going to trigger the putting the loading the cannon into the KO area. So it could just be a dud strategy. I think the way to look at this card is it's it's taking cup to eight stars for 10 health rather than his rub it was it seven wasn't it Rub it was rubbish it was just a, trash health. it was yeah, it was exactly. just rubbish um so effectively you're you're giving you're making cup be a 10 health character that has got a sideline that if it goes off you're going to have like this crazy nuts ability but i think it's gonna be hard work to get there cups eight health so we'll take it to 11 for eight which is is respectable health wise but I feel like this is probably aimed at some fun, hilarious builds. Like we've stated uh, multiple times when we've reviewed uh, other stratagems and stuff like that, there's certain strats to make characters good or some strats to try some fun shenanigans stuff out. And I feel like this is a very interesting stratagem, but obviously you won't see this in competitive play. If you do, phenomenal. Congratulations to you for doing a great job. But um, I feel like this is just a, an interesting card that has 
an, an, an interesting design space with one of the cards they put in their battle cards, which would be quite interesting to see if we could try and get it working. Maybe we might need to just go to the lab and see see the shenanigans, or even talk to Adam about the whole process behind this stratagem. It would be quite interesting to hear that on the next episode. Definitely. Like I said, I think it's a health buff stratagem with a sideline advantage. So you, you, you could just play it for the health. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's fine. Un, you know, Cup's one of those characters, isn't he, that he, he's never gonna, gonna stand out too much. So yeah, it's cool. And the next one, again, we're going back to, we're going back to another old character. And this is one of my, well, I really like this character because of, of the traits it had. And this is a card called Energon Reclamation, and it's for Autobot Novastar Search and Rescue, who had the car and truck traits. She was really, at that time, she was quite unique, wasn't she? Yeah, she was very unique. I think she was one of the first characters to have two traits. Yeah, two vehicle traits. Had, so. Yeah, two vehicle traits, yeah. So she's, she's cool. It reads, when your Autobot Novastar search and rescue is in bot mode and does attack damage, put a fuel counter on this and flip her to alt mode after the battle. During the main phase of your turn, you may repair damage from one of your characters equal to the number of fuel characters, uh, sorry, fuel counters on this. If you do, flip this. You get plus three health for a star. So just going back to the card we've just looked at, and then looking at this, this is a very similar, it's a plus three health one star stratagem, but the sideline on this is way easier to be impactful than the cup one. It's really interesting to see that Nova Storm got a strat. I think she's incredibly good, because uh, to be honest, she's 12 stars with very decent stats, like six attack in alt mode, three armor in uh, alt and 13 health. If you put this stratagem on her, so she goes 13 stars. She is a 6, 16, 3 in alt mode. And then in bot mode, she is going to be 7, 16, uh, 2. 2. Yeah. It's pretty decent. And obviously, it's kind of cool to have the ability of, oh, yeah, she's really weak. She hits hard in bot mode, but she is quite weak. To then go, if she does attack damage, which she probably might do, because 7 is no joke, guys. You then get to flip back to your armored truck ability, which is, you know, three, though, which is much better than two. Let's think about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, it's kind of similar to that ramjet stratagem that we looked at at the beginning. Like, it, it's making her much improved. I think the difference is with her dual, dual traits um, and the, the ability to repair. So if you can get some untapped somehow with her, like, using... What's that card from the Ark Mathers card? Nothing's going to stand in our way. You can get a couple of attacks in with her or swap missions. I'll tap my little guy to untap your Nova Star so you can punch them really hard again. And then once per game, you're going to repair a bunch of damage. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And of note, um, and this is different to the Arc Wave 1 stratagems. Remember the ones for Crosshairs? and Spinister, that when they flipped, you lost the health buff. Yes. If you look at the back of this card, it retains the health buff. So that's something that's been thought through. I don't know whether that's um, something that's followed on from the Arc ones not keeping the health buff, and Adam was like, eh, I'd like my characters to retain that. But it's good. So it means, you know, 
you're always going to have B16 health with Novastar. There's never a point where you're just going to automatically lightning bolt yourself or bolt of lightning, whatever it's called in, in Transformers, for three damage just to flip your strap. Um, so, yeah, I think this is good. I think it's going to make her a stronger character. And, it, again, it's good because it, anything that can push a widely available character um, into, like, realms of playability I'm all for because not everyone has the money for Galaxy Primes and... Battlefield Legends, you know, they're they're expensive. Even now, they are still expensive cards. So anything that can push a what she was uncommon or a common, she was she wasn't high rarity, was she? She's common, yeah. I thought she was common. So that's really cool. Like pushing, you know, because I I would play her at thirteen stars for sixteen health with a great ability. You know, I think she's strong. Yeah, and with the ability of cheap cars and good cards and good trucks that are cheap, you could easily run an interesting list with her, to be honest. Just off the top of my head, you can run Ark, Bumblebee, and Brawn, and still have some stars for star cards and, and stratagems and stuff, uh. so... Yeah. Bleh. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, verdict is, this is a good one. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's really cool. What have you got next? Moving on, number 10, we have Enterprising Spotlight. It's for Mercenaries. Stratagem, one star. This brings a big smile to my face. If your starting team is only mercenaries, your deck can have up to two extra of Black Pip cards. Right, guys, we know that Autobots got a lot of love and so did Decepticons with their spotlights. It's great to see the mercenaries have a spotlight as well. It's really, really cool. Obviously, the artwork is from the uh, new series of the Netflix uh, War for Cybertron or whatever it was, Earthrise or whatever you want to call it. Yes, um, yeah. Better than the first season, and that episode is eventually coming because we did do an episode of it on this podcast where we reviewed it and ripped the first season to shreds in a comical way. So um, <laughs> you will eventually get D, Ben, myself, and a few others on a, on around when we can, obviously, because of Corona. But I love it. Mercenaries, like we said in our um, our character reviews, they they... They were in one set and then, let's be honest, brutally forgotten about. I know, obviously, the ATP3 set that has just dropped as of recording this has a scary, scary Snapdragon, which is a mercenary in that set. And a very good Snapdragon, guys, if you haven't gone to check it out. I recommend checking it out. Um, and obviously, you've got Octone. You've got a few others in there. It just gives them love, and they and they and they need some love. I really think they do. And also, if you think about it, I don't know. Can is Bruticus twenty five stars, Dave? He's twenty four because Vortex is four stars, so you can run this with Bruticus. There we go. Enough said. You can run this with Bruticus. So I've, I don't think I can say anything else other than I love it, Dave. Your thoughts? No. The spotlights for Autobots and Decepticons are highly playable. They see a lot of play. Um, this is going to do exactly the same thing. I think you've covered everything. It's They're just good cards. And it's worth, if you've got that odd star left over, you're effectively netting a star that you can spend on cards. So, yeah, highly playable. Um, definitely needed for the faction. And like you said, there's more mercenaries coming out, coming about. We've also got Artwave 1's got some mercenaries with Gnaw and Bruticus and, and the, the baby Sharktacons from that. Um there's mercenaries in this set as well so yeah yeah it's good it's good it's good to see mercenaries back definitely definitely because you know, wizards forgot about them <laughs> let's be honest they <laughs> did. It, they're like oh this is a really cool thing uh no more 
like you would have thought they would have put some more in later sets because they introduced them in wave three, I think, didn't they? Or wave four or whatever. Yeah, it was wave four. Yeah, we just didn't have time for them to, to really develop them within Wizards of the Coast. You know, they obviously, sadly, the game was officially cancelled. But it's, you know, there's so many good mercenaries that are being made in these fan sets. True. I, I don't think we can really really sort of lament on that too much now like there are a lot of good mercenaries that are coming out or have been released um so this this will give them some stuff you know it'll be interesting to see because there's an upcoming tournament for where world striking atp one two and three are legal together so it'll be interesting to see what craziness comes out of that and whether any mercenaries get played i hope they do i would i would love for a, a fan set so anyone who's listening to this i would love a bludgeon that is a mercenary with some cool abilities because I know he's a Decepticon and all that jazz, but to me, I would like him to be a mercenary just because the lone samurai of, because that's what he kind of feels and looks like all the time. I would just love a, a Merc bludgeon that is a tank. That would be cool because uh, it can open up some fun shenanigans and some cool traits to, to run him with Autobots as well as Decepticons instead of just sticking to factions. I would love that. Next one is... Ooh. Ooh, it's it's called Forbidden Sorcery, and it's for the Red Wizard, the ruler of Menonia. Um, so it's one star, very similar to the card we just looked at. Your deck can have up to two extra stars of battle cards with no battle icons. So very, very, very similar. Um, run the Red Wizard, you get, you know, you know for what, what is he pre-stratagems? He is um, eight stars, so he'll go to nine. Um, and the best thing about it is, um, obviously in art mode it says when you one of your characters attacks and you flip at least a card with no battle icons after the battle, you may swap a card from your hand with a card you flipped with no battle icons. That just makes his alt mode really, really, really just shine. It's it's good. I'm just trying to think. Think which which battle cards have one star? You know, I'm, I can't. Struggling to think. Let's have a look. Welcome to intermission. Uh, Bolt of lightning. Yep. Bolt of lightning is definitely one that like screams out, "Hello, let's just have some fun stuff." Shenanigans. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean his shenanigans are cruel and tragic, which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Lucky dodge is one, isn't it? Lucky dodge from wave five. I think lucky dodge is one. I think you're right with that one, Dave. Uh, survey says Dave is correct. Ding, 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 ding. Lucky Dodge is another one. Glass suit from wave four. So there's a few choices in there. Glass suit from wave one as well. Yeah, mate, you are like going for it. Like in the memory banks without looking. I like it. I'm just looking. <laughs> I am looking. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is looking. So we are, we are. We are technically cheating on this quiz. If we're thinking about the Red Wizard, for nine stars, and you can include more stars in your deck, which can be quite powerful, like Bolts of Lightning and Blast Suits and Lucky Dodge, uh, just to name a few, um, I'll take a punt to it. I think that's rather good. I think it's rather tasty. Dave, your thoughts? Gaining easy access to uh, cards that shoot your enemy characters for three is good and like you say you can stick around like someone like blaster or lucky dodge um 
yeah, there's not like there's not loads and loads of blank battle cards with that have a star, but the ones that there are are quite powerful. So yeah, I think I think you know it'd be interesting. Again, there's another another deck archetype that's going to be an interesting one to build, isn't it? Because he, he's going to be built very differently to how you would normally construct a deck. I think um, I think him him and uh, Wave Two Skywarp are going to be best buddies for for sure. So yeah, that's that one. You've got oh, this is this is the third time now we've had a stratagem for this character from from the th from a third big fan set. So go for it, mate. What have we got? <laughs> I'm going to sound really rude. Just let this guy die. Just let him die, please. I love it. I'm joking. Right. Okay. So number twelve. This is hit me with that beat, which is all I bought. Jazz special ops. Wave one jazz. Everyone knows is trash. Let's be honest. Loads of people want to try and make him work, which is great. So, the stratagem for one star you get when your Autobot just special ops defends in alt mode against an attacker that has pierce, and you flip at least two um, white pips. Do one damage to Autobot Jazz special ops. You can't take more attack damage for this attack than the number of damage counters already on him. This gives him plus one attack, plus one health for one star. <sighs> just let him die, guys. <laughs> let, 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 just let Jazz just chill in a garage and collect rust. It's it's a beaten horse, I know, but Wizards done <laughs> up Jazz when they first made him, to be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, and I love how all the fan sets have taken different, um, should we say, different takes on Jazz. But just let him die. Just please. I know he's very, very iconic, but it's just, in my personal eyes, there's better cars than Jazz. And sure, you can have some fun shenanigans with either the ATP stuff, the ARC stuff, or this. But just let him die. I, I, I think Jazz is my trigger word now. I feel like it <laughs> is, honestly. I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, uh, but it's good. I think it's interesting. I just think it's... This stratagem, with all the other stratagems, I like how all the big guys who have made ginormous sets have tried to fix Jazz. And they've all done it in their own specific, unique way, which is great. And I've gone against all of them, except this one so far. And it just makes me just cry a little bit inside because I'm just like, oh my God, this guy's trash. But with this stratagem, he's just stupidly good. Oh, why? But then I think it's also cars, and I think cars also is a trigger word for me. So, Dave, <laughs> I'll let you take over before I lose all our listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's an interesting look at at making him a playable character. Um, I think you've covered why he was bad enough times over the last few months when we've been looking at stratagems. It feels for like him. a decade. It feels like a decade of trying to just say <laughs> let Jazz die. Just saying. I think this one could be quite interesting if you make him brave, make everything come into him. He, he could really tank loads of attacks, which could be really frustrating for your opponent, particularly if you're using um, the obvious cards of turbo boosters, start your engines, ready for action, all that, all that jazz. Um, <laughs> you know, you good could... Good fun, good fun. Yeah, good, no, you know, no, you know, you know, you could keep him in the front line and, you know... You can easily construct your deck so it's got, it's got that ability to flip two whites. 
you know. So the first attack, you know, you do one damage to him. You know, obviously they have to have pierce, but how many times in an attack now does an attack have pierce? I'd probably say, what, seven to eight times out of ten with all the black pips that are out there? That's going to trigger consistently. I think it's actually going to make him a real pain in the bum. Um... You know, the Alpha Trial one's really good as well. The Arc one's really good, where it, where it just changes the wording to account an enemy with eight stars or fewer. Um, like you say, there are better cars, but I think this one could be a real pain in the ass if you construct your deck in the right way. Just keep them coming into Jazz. It'd be horrible. It's true. I think I think Jazz is just now my trigger word. I think it's Rat Bat and Jazz. Enough said. <laughs> Rat Bat and Jazz are my two hated bots in this whole entire game, I think. Not to sound like a negative Nancy, I think it's an interesting new take on a character that obviously everyone who's been creating cards has gone, who's shit? How do we fix him? And everyone should be on the top of their lists is like Sergeant Cup and Jazz. They're the top two that two very iconic characters that Wizards just decided to just, you know, just screw over. And... It's cool to see that the fan sets are trying to take them in new different directions and make them playable. So it's cool. Right, Dave. Ooh, big, big one. Big boy. And say it with me. Beefcake. I don't want to talk about jazz anymore. I feel jazz is my trigger word. <laughs> Let's move on to one that we love. Like both of us love yes. this guy. So not to sound horrible or negative, everyone out there, all the Bayformers. It's a good strat. It's just jazz just... I've, I've played too much jazz. It's making you twitch. It's, it's, you're literally it sat there, I feel sat like there I twitching. Just, I need to find it. my stress ball or something, really. But no, this 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 strat is very, very cool. Very, very cool. So Dave, take it away. It's in the name of Slingshot, and it's for Superior on the Sky Protector. So it's a zero-star stratagem, because obviously Superior's 25 stars. Before the game begins, deploy an Autobot Power Glide, the haughty show-off, you own from outside the game to the battlefield in alt mode. At the start of the first turn, put one damage counter on each of four of your aerial bots. This is really good. Like bringing in another character who happens to be a battle master as well. Um, he's going to shine it. That turns Superion into a six wide team. It brings back an interesting look at Superion, obviously, you know, ATP have done some stuff. We know there's possible stuff down the pipeline that um, the the Ark have talked to, to us and, and, like, hinted at our interviews with of bringing back some combiner stuff. So I wonder if they'll basically try and make something interesting for Superion and the older combiners as well. So it's really cool to see that you get a Battlemaster that obviously... Um, when it dies, it then goes cool, it goes into a weapon, you can put it on something, and then obviously, if it gets removed, you can then put it in your KO area, but then if you run like Quartermaster or, you know, um, other fun cards that can bring stuff back, you can make, uh, make you know, Superior on one turn, just bring back a, a very interesting power glide and just punch someone in the face, which is pretty darn good. This might bring uh, the Autobot combiner to the forefront, maybe, or something like that, because you know, for, for a free strat, it's pretty darn good. So it could be really, really interesting to see uh, a mixed combine of this with the ATP stuff. So if you are going to be in that tournament, I want some people to play Superior on, and I will cheer you on 100%. I will cheer you on 100%.
definitely. It's it it you know you're for no cost apart from very minimal uh, one damage to four guys, which then like you just see in bombing run. You know you're getting twenty nine star team because power glides four, so that, that's really good. So I think yep, it'd be interesting to see what we can do and pushing superior to six wide as well. You can swing in with power glide on turn one if you wanted and just go. I'm just gonna throw him under the bus and then get a gun out of it for my for my first attack with firefly. Yeah, I think that is good. I think that is good. So next one, mate, you have got, you've got always oh, for another new character. It is for another new character. So uh, we are on stratagem 14. It's called Indigestion. It's for Sharktacon Noor, uh, which I believe is the, ins yeah, it is the Quintus on one. And it says, your Sharktacon Noor has once per game, tap him, scrap all cards from under this, do damage to a tapped enemy equal to the number of cards scrapped this way. And then you flip in digestion holy cow this could be really interesting because this is obviously the one where you flip put cards under him and then do some fun shenanigans and loads of other cool stuff this could be a game winning burp if you will <laughs> that like KO's yeah, a, it's just a <laughs> KOing burp from uh, across the board uh, to just wipe out or take out a key piece uh, of your opponent I really like it for a start I think it's I feel like I want to play this and build some fun shenanigans with some of the card draw abilities that are already in the game and also in the Bayformers set. This guy could get crazy really, really fast. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, I think it's cool. Like, he's really cheap anyway. All, I think all the Sharktacons are four stars, so it only makes him five. Um, and you can just keep him out of trouble, sit him at the back line, like you say, building up those cards on and then just nibble them to death with the pointy, te pointy teeth of the other Sharktacons and then just like you say, just belch up a, 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 a death blow. So yeah, I think it's cool. Um, one thing I have found with the Sharktacons is they're very, very squishy. Um, so you've obviously, if you're going to run this, you've got to find a way of protecting, protecting Nor because he could um, easily just get KO'd very, very easily and then you lose all the cards under it because obviously once once he gets KO'd, even if you can bring him back some other way, the cards that were under him will go straight to your scrap. So it's um, it's definitely one way you want to protect him, I think. It's true, because obviously he gets plus one health for each card under him. He only starts with four, so that's kind of sad. Um, but then when you flip into his alt mode, you put a card under him. Or basically, you flip a card and you may draw a card. But then when you flip to bot mode, when you flip to this mode, you may reveal a non green card put that from your hand under nor so obviously you want to try and keep him alive so the best way of probably doing that is playing that um holographic projector so no splash damage can go on him uh and also the fact that you just want to keep building and building and building and then kind of in a way primal rage burp attack on someone could be really really interesting Primal Rage. That's a blast from the past, <laughs> bringing up that old school uh, Genesis slash arcade banger right there. Go play Primal Rage. If you think about it, there was a monkey called Chaos. That One of his attacks was a fart. Yeah, that's how cool it was. Burping and farting monkeys and like raptors, allosauruses, T-Rex. Mate, that game was insane. It was super cool. Like Primal Rage. It's so good. 
Leave a like if you like Primal Rage. It was a freaking good game. I played it in the arcade and I got it on my Genesis, or as we like to call it in the UK, the Sega Mega Drive. I, I played that bad boy. Dave, did you play it? Um, my brother had a Mega Drive. I was always a SNES guy, so I, I was playing Street Fighter 2. There we go. Like there we go. That Enough said. You just said probably one of the best fighting games of all time. Fair play. <laughs> Definitely, without doubt. Without a doubt. And moving on. <laughs> Neil before us is the name of the next stratagem. This is episode, uh, this is uh, stratagem number 15. It is for the mind control helmets. So these are the one star uh, helmets, guys, that we talked about in the previous episode uh, for the characters. And it says the character with um, the mind control helmet on has brave. So, uh, obviously we've talked about it. Um, the head, uh, the helmet, and I believe the collar are one star heads. Correct. You take this with the helmet, so it's a two-star head, but basically that opens up design space for you to put more cards into different characters and spend more stars or put star cards in your deck, but also the fact is you turn that character into Brave. That's uh, an interesting design space, so that's one cheaper, dare I say it, than uh, Megatron's head, which I've been playing a little bit with recently. I like it. Your thoughts, Dave? I think Braves are very... Uh, Braves is a really powerful ability anyway. Controlling where your opponent's attacks goes is very, very powerful. You know, I've been running quite a lot of Brave recently with Brawl from Wave, uh, the Art Wave 1. I mean, I've even been running Magnus recently. May. Magnus teamed up with um, Rekgar from Art Wave 1. Like, Brave is so powerful. Um, and I think... I think I think you kind of need to factor in. There's more and more, with all these fan sets, there's a lot more brave characters and brave strategies coming to the fore. So cards like Spy Satellite Uplink and, and Battlefield Scan, I think it was, which is, again, a green-black card. Um, you know, there was a big chat the other day on, on the Transformers group about brave and, and how broken it is with Retcar. I think you've got to factor in that. So this is great. For effectively a two-star head that gives you brave. Yeah, you don't get a little body at the end of it, but you put it onto a, a beefy, beefy beef boy, beefcake. 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 That's gonna be a real annoying character to have to deal with. So I think if you're gonna gonna be in a meta where this is prevalent, you're gonna want that that um, anti-brave stuff because brave is so good. It's good to see that the fan sets. Uh, I'm embracing uh, stuff that's already in the set that didn't get used well. So a lot of people have started putting plan in there. Obviously, Brave is one. Um, even even the characters of Mercenaries are making a return. It's good to see that um, they're basically fitting a design space that was already there. But then Wizards kind of just were like, nah, we'll forget about that. And we'll concentrate on Pierce, because that's always a good thing. Yeah, let's um, <laughs> just make Pierce just, nuts. just keep jabbing, <laughs> jabbing Wizards for just completely making a certain archetype <coughs> blue. Uh, not playable anymore, you know, it's great. Um, but it's really cool to see the fan sets do take everything into consideration uh, with stuff that's already out there, like planning, brave, mercenaries. Um, it's just really cool to see. It's really, really good to see. Definitely. It's a cool card. And and I think if you're running a team of of Titan Masters, because we did lament that you can do like Fangry, Horrible, um, Crash Bash, all in the same build... Given the one you care about the least brave, like Fangry, because you just don't really care. You want Horrible to be your end game piece. Um, yeah, it's going to be horrible. It's gonna, no pun. But yeah, it's going to be really good. Really, really good. 
Um, so yeah, that one, that, that, that one's nasty. So let's move away from headmasters because I hate them. They're, they're my trigger thing. I'm like, I don't like them. Um, we've got the next one is for, oh, it's for one of our, our favourites from, yeah. from the set. Localised Tremors for Alpha Sentinel, the Dark Guardian Relic. Um, it says, when your Alpha Sentinel Dark Guardian Relic is on the battlefield and two or more enemies untap, your opponent chooses one of their upgrades and scraps it. And when an enemy untaps and its armor is less than your Alpha Sentinel Dark Guardian Relic's armor or defense, whatever it's called, do one damage to that enemy. That is fantastic. It likes shooting cars. It does. I think it's great. It's true. I, well, we talked about it in our characters. This this Alpha Sentinel is awesome. It's super cool. His stats are incredible. This just gives him another another star cost, which is fine. Um, but that ability is very, very tasty because, to be honest, he is 16 stars. With this, he'll be 17. Uh, so you've still got space to put in some Sharktacons and Alicons and stuff like that, which is great. It's really cool. And the, the way it's worded as well is is you do the top part of the card first and work your way down. So the, the scrap and up, upgrade trigger happens first. So if, if their only upgrade happens to be an armor, that's that buff in their armor, it's going to be gone before the second trigger resolves, which is when the enemy untaps and his armor is less than Alpha Sentinel's armor. So he's got like a smelt built in every wheel turn and then each enemy that untaps, so say, because you're only going to be like a couple wide really, like two to three wide, you you know, they, say they're a four wide team and they untap three characters because you've managed to kick off one, all three of them hopefully are going to take a ping damage. That is really, really powerful. It's awesome. It is. It feels really like is. you're going up against a, like a defense base, which is really cool to see, which hasn't really been kind of like touched on like if you think about it like metroplex is one he farts out guys that's cool uh trypticon doesn't really have anything special in base mode um but whenever you saw those bases whether it comes to the comic or even you know the the tv show or the anime or whatever you want to call it like they were just like fire everything <laughs> and yeah. like people couldn't get near them uh, and I think that's what the design team here, obviously, at Bayformers has done, is like, yeah, yeah, but you just try come at this base. Just try coming at it from a distance. Just enjoy that. You're going to take some points of damage, which is really cool to see. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think, you know, it's one of my favourite cards from the set Alpha Sentinel, so anything that just improves him, and this definitely does, um, it's going to be really, really good. And I think you've got to have a strong argument for not taking localised tremors with him. I think it's very good. It's going to see C play definitely on my table. Definitely. So oh, we're, ba we're back to an old character, mate. Moving on. We've got, we, it's, it's one that I, I gave you in the Deck Tech Challenge. Yeah, way back in the day. All my days. What have you got? Number 17 is Magnetic Boomerang. What a great name for a stratagem. Uh, Raider Ironstorm Infantry Rainmaker. It is four. Uh, so obviously it's for Ironstorm. It states on the card for the stratagem, when an opponent's card scraps an upgrade from Raider Ironstorm Infantry Rainmaker, while he is in alt mode, return that upgrade to your hand. He gains two additional health, and that is for a star. I love it. I really do like Ironstorm, just because we talked about it in the character episode with... The other Decepticon in this set with the shenanigans of just like making non-blank uh, te uh, text planes amazing. Holy cow, this feels like a, 
a scary include, should we say, if you're going to be running those two and a few others. Oh my gosh. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's Nacelle, isn't it? He's really, really good with both this character and Ramjet from Wave 1. Um, so it's, it's cool that they've they've put some love towards the, the vanilla guys in this set. I really do like that. Um, this could be irritating as hell, is the only way I can say that. Because let's face it, he's already an annoying character anyway, because he flips the bot mode and boings all your, your upgrades back as it is. So he he's... Good, and what does it make him 16 health as well for 13 so. stars? Really good. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Um, I love Iron Storm. I've, he, he was one of the first characters I... Because I started around Wave 3, so a lot of the characters I first put on the board were Wave 3 characters. Um, so Iron Storm was a mainstay of my decks for quite some time until I started getting some of the older, more powerful characters. Because he was, for his rarity, incredibly good. I'm liking this. Yeah. And he's got really good stats. He's got amazing stats as well. as what, seven attack is, uh, is horrible. He is he's really good. good. If you guys haven't played with Iron Storm, I recommend going out and trying him out. He is a ton of fun. All right, Dave, moving on to the next one, number 18. This is one of the most interesting stratagems for me in the set because it's really different. Um... So it's Mass Displacement Drive for Major Soundwave, the Espionage Spy. So this is Wave 3 Soundwave, the Spy Patrol one. So when your Major Soundwave Espionage Spy flips to alt mode, he has five stars while he is in alt mode, and it costs a star. This one is really intriguing, because I've been trying to wrap my brain since I first read this when I got my set. How do you make use of this? What, what can we do? to abuse him being five stars, because it doesn't reduce him to five stars at the start of the game. So you're paying his normal star cost to include him in your team. So, you know, I'm, have you had any thoughts about what you could do with this guy? Because I'm really racking my brain. I can obviously think of things like laser cutlass would be really good, because you can put it on him then, and giving him pierce three and plus one attack. The bigger they are, you know, he could just turn into a tiny spaceship and the bigger they are you. I'm trying to wrap my brains as to what other cards that this could work with. Oh, fudge. New orders. Yes. New orders. Yes, yes. It would be savage. Oh, New be orders. Savage. Oh, God. Because because him, you could untap him, new orders him to, you know, you could untap him, you know, flip him to alt mode, new orders him, and then, you know, the following round or like rapid conversion or do, do some, some shenanigans back getting back into bot mode, swing and untap all your spy patrol. New orders. Ugh. New orders. Yeah. Because you're already... I always included new orders when I played my version of Soundwave. Um, and I really, really thought that card is hit or miss just because Black Pip, great, it does one pierce. If I get it, awesome. Laserbeak or Ravage gets to untap and do some fun shenanigans. But now having that ability with Soundwave to just... Oh, man, this is... Love it. I love it. That's super cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play the heck out of this. I need to go watch my old battle report of my Soundwave build and then maybe make some tweaks with some art cards, some ATP cards. and the. Yeah, I'm going to play it. This is really awesome. I like it a lot. And also, I think it's just the fact that it's a character that... At one point, people just were like, yeah, I'm not really going to play it. But then they realized with some of the later battle cards, with some of them like, um, oh, 
Oh, I forget. We always forget the name of this card, but the one that grants you two pierce when all your things are attacking. Designated target. Thank That's you, the card that That's we the always forget. Designated target. Designated target with this as well is really interesting because everything gets plus two pierce to begin with. You could have a turn where you just have boom, 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 hit everything. Okay, everything's already coming at you with plus two pierce already on top of whatever I'm going to flip as well. You can have those horrific turns and now having the ability to just do orders and uh, open up more uh, card design so you could easily do the bigger they are and stuff like that. Holy cow. Like, the bigger they are with um, with Major Shockwave can be really interesting because you were always running, when I felt with it, you wanted to run one... Um, well, you basically wanted to run both, heavy-handed as well as that, because obviously Soundwave is a bit of a beefy boy because um, he's only 10, but the majority of people you went against, they were lower than 10, so you could get that pierce off. Having that ability now to stay in the mode that you want, oh, it's just great. It's just really cool. It makes me want to go back and play him now. Thanks, Bayformers. Fair enough. Um, I look forward to it because, you know, it, it, it is interesting. And like you say, I think the, the linchpin is that new order. So, yeah, let's see how many times you can untap all your spy patrol. <laughs> it's going to be great. Going to love it. It'll be like playing cars. It'll be mad. Okay, cool. So moving on then, it is number 19. No, 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 19. And it is Nubilus Spotlight, if that's how you pronounce it. I apologize. You know I can't pronounce words. Make words easier for me, please, people. <laughs> um, it's number 19. It is for the Quintessons. This is a stratagem. Oh, boy. Here we go. If your starting team is only Quintessons, your deck can have up to two extra star cards of green cards for a star point. I think we've talked about this a ton already. The Quintessons love green cards. The Spotlight saw amazing amount of play with Autobots and Decepticons. In this set, we've got the Mercs as well as the Quintessons getting a Spotlight. I think that's perfect. Um, obviously, we've seen in this set as well, they've hinted at other factions they're going to be doing, such as um, Unicron kind of things as well as Junkion stuff. So we're probably going to see more Spotlights down the line probably. But yeah, super strong. And I like how the fact is the majority of what you see in the artwork is obviously from the movie. But also the fact is it is all the main staples of characters you will be playing in the Quintesson faction, which I think is rather awesome. Definitely. Uh, this card is, I think, an auto-include. Some of the most powerful Quintesson cards are star cards, like the Aspects. Like, so if you're playing your Judges... You're gonna want this card. You know, it's in my Shartcon deck. You know, we've covered covered the spotlights already this episode. They're just really good, guys. So if you're gonna play Quintessons, put this card in your deck. Make space for it because it really will help you out. It's fantastic. But I love the artwork. Like you say, it's from the film. We've got Captain Lever Puller over there. We've got Kranix on the plank. You know, it's awesome. I love how we don't even quote him by his actual name. He's just Captain Lever for me. He's so powerful as well, guys. That character is ridiculous. He is. Like, he's so good. But to my eyes, it's like, I am the lever puller and that is it. <laughs> but yeah, very, very, very good card. That, you know, and it's nice to see them put spotlights in as well for the, for the other, well, effectively are now, the, the other two main factions. Because Quintessons is quite a sizable faction within the set. So it's good to see them get a little bit of, uh, sort of like something on par with what the Autobots and Decepticons had. So that's really, really cool. It's 100% true. I feel like with what they've done with the characters, which you can obviously go back and listen to, and the battle cards you can go back and listen to, um, they've really 
built the quintessence up to speed i think personally of uh, a faction you can play right away instead of waiting for a couple of waves for stuff to happen uh, which is really, really good and really awesome design on the part of the Bayformers to actually have the balls, should we say. I like you. You have balls. I like balls. Exactly. That, that clip right there, Dave. <laughs> uh, to bring in a new faction and make them play very different. But also, we've played them. Well, I haven't played them, but you've played them and I've seen them be really, really effective, which is really, really cool. So props to you guys over at the Bay Formers. So, moving on. Yeah, boy. It's, yeah. it's our boy. You get to just... Oh, mate. This is Orbital Command, and it's for Captain Omega Supreme, Transport and City Defender. Um, it's a one-star stratagem. This one's really cool. So, your Captain Omega Supreme, Transport City Defender, has the Guardian trait. So, that's really interesting. Um, before the game begins, deploy an Autobot Countdown Aerospace Commander you own from outside the game to the battlefield in alt mode. Now, we've obviously done the character review. You have gone up, obviously, the, the Mega Supreme I was using the other day is a different one. We're going to come to that later. But you've gone against Autobot Countdown. Effectively getting him for one star is bonkers. What do you think to that, mate? If I'm right in saying this, with the arc enforced as well, you could run both countdowns. You could. Insane in the membrane. Yeah, like saying, you, you can you could be running what a twenty-seven star team. For, oh, yeah. it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. How many stars I, is I Captain Omega like... without this? He, I can never remember his star cost. He's he's right here, Dave, because. As you know, I've been playing him way too much recently because I love him. Uh, and he's 22 stars on his own. Then you play Countdown. Then obviously that increases your star cast of cards you can put in. You can put this in to get another Countdown. So you can run a five-wide team at the start of the game with both Countdowns. And how my deck plays, you can easily keep those Countdowns alive. Oh, oh dear God, definitely. Dave. This might just need to be uh, an auto-include, just saying is all, bro. <laughs> this might have to happen. It's really good. Like, getting that, that the, the countdown from this set, from the Bayformer set, is incredibly good. Um, you know, the, his, his damage movement ability is strong. So, um, yeah. Yeah, this is, again, a very, very powerful addition to them. And it's nice to see, see the... Um, sort of Amiga Supremes get some love. You know, the Ark have given him some love with some of the weaponry and resilience. Obviously, we've now got this. ATP and Noah have just dropped their third set this week and they've done a stratagem for him as well. It's going to be really interesting to see which route you... Because you can take him many different routes now. I think it's really cool to see... Well, Dave and me love our big boys, but one of my favourite, like, Autobots of all time to finally get some love. It's great. Like, honestly... Yeah, I'm smiling from ear to ear. You know, good job, guys. I'm really, really excited about seeing some of the shenanigans that will be pulled with playing the Omegas now. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. It's going to be really cool. Definitely. 
Moving on, mate, you've got always oh, this is this is I this think is, one of the standouts. It's great. I love this one. I'm gonna I'm just gonna just just before we even get into this, this card is insane. I've played against it. Uh it is I personally think an auto include. Uh, I think Dave would agree with me. But anyway, before we get to our uh, thoughts on it, it is called the Pit of Judgment. It is a judge's card. It is a stratagem. It is one star cost. And it states, this begins the game with swarm counters equal to the number of quintessons on your starting team. During the main phase of your turn, if you have a judge on the battlefield, you may scrap three green cards from your hand and remove a swarm counter from this. If you do, return a Sharktacon that has four stars or less from your KO area to the battlefield fully repaired. I believe the word is auto. Include. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Dave, I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk, mate. I'll let you talk right now. Your thoughts. You've played this. Gosh. If, you, if you're running, a, you're running a judge. You you have to kind of have to play this, um, it because they're really squishy. So if you don't have this, you're going to be down to just like one character very quickly. But what this does is you can keep your judge back, protected by just sending in your in, in your your, your griblies. Um, it does mean you have to really prioritize card draw in the build. So you need things like pocket processor, like. Um, insurance write-off equipment enthusiast because you can stack a lot of equipment on the judge because you've gone against it haven't you where I've had like you know triple tentacle armor and the utility so um, it's got a high cost you've just got to ensure that when you're playing the deck you've got a full grip of cards because you will probably be more often than not scrapping three to get a shards come back but that in itself isn't a, you know I'll pay three cards to get another character um, fully repaired, untapped, so it can attack. Yeah, it's an auto-include, no-brainer, without a doubt. And it's very, very easy to build up hand card advantage with the Quintessons, but obviously with that, there is the downsides of system reboot, security checkpoints, all those cards that scrap and mess up your opponent's hand to make this kind of stop a little bit. But to be honest, seeing Dave play this, it was hilarious. Like... It was just, okay, I kill a uh, Sharptacon. I could do a little bit of damage over here. Right, I could kill a uh, Sharptacon. Right, I could try and hit the judge. Oh, no, another blooming shark has come back all of a sudden. Cool, I'll kill that. I'll damage another thing. It was just an ongoing horde, and it felt thematic. Literally, as you are trying to get to the thing you need to kill. It was basically like going through a level... Uh, in a blooming like video game. You were just going against, <laughs> right, I need to kill the boss. Oh, no, he's fighting out minions. All right, I'll kill the minions. Right, I'm about to fight the boss. Oh, no, another minion comes out of nowhere. You're like, gosh, darn it, I just want to hit that big thing. Why can't I? And it, it just was great. And I feel like, yeah, it's an auto-include um, if you're running the small things. Like, your, your build was hilarious to chew through. Like, Dave already touched on it. I think at one point you had three tentacles of some stupidity, and then you also had um, your, uh, what was the card? Trifilium, a few Trifilium platings on the Quintesson as well as a utility. And so when I eventually got to it, I was like, cool, yes, Megatron is swinging for 10. You were like, cool, before flips, one, two, boo, 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 boo. That's eight before flips. I was like, oh, God damn it, this is going to be a long game. <laughs> it, was it, was. A, it was a long game. I think you ground it down in the end. I ran out of steam, but... 
it's really really fun um it's definitely a, a different way of playing a horde deck um you know the recursion is strong so definitely definitely um guys if you're going to try out the quintessons try out a judge because they don't look very good at first glance but you you know there's a video actually on my channel this week where um i was running the shards con so you can get an idea of how they play as a faction so yeah awesome card love it love it fantastic right let's move on to the next one dave this is quite a haul and it's another stratagem for mercenaries um it's a two-star stratagem it says one when one of your mercenaries does enough attack damage to ko an enemy you may use that mercenary's bounty ability so that means you get a double trigger off bounty if i'm reading this right oh god this is great octone although albeit if you're running octone and this is 15 stars but oh his bounty ability is horrible Detritus is a bounty ability. Repair. I'll repair six off my Detritus, thank you. It's super cool because obviously we keep talking about it. Mercs got pretty much shafted in Wave 5. I would have thought you would have at least put one Merc in there, Wizards, but you wanted to concentrate on Headmasters. I would have loved to have seen some more love for, for Mercs as, as previous sets continued, but they just kind of got pushed to the wayside, unfortunately. Um, but... Here we go. Let's bring it up. Valuable Contract is the name of the card. So, when the upgraded character does enough attack damage to KO an enemy, use its bounty ability. And then bounty, for this, you could use this bounty ability on it as well. Uh, choose a battle card you own from outside the game that has exactly one star and put it into your hand. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. There is a cost to this, though. It is two stars. It's quite a hefty cost on a stratagem, but... Um, I think be interesting to see this with the spotlight and to see what you can do because those those Sharkticons from the Ark set are, are cheap and cheerful, aren't they? You could just have one big mercenary who you're using to kill people to trigger the bounties a couple of times, and then just lots of little Gribbleters to get in the way. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I feel like we're gonna have to have a Merc month as well whenever we get our thing going. Oh my god, <laughs> we're already gonna be making up like certain certain things that we're going to be doing I, lo I love it how we've already got the the ideas churning and getting certain individuals who are already a part of this i already know they're going to have some things churning in their mind as well so i'm excited definitely definitely so next up next up next up is is one of yours it's for you mate so 23 this is sound the alarm for autobot pipes not going to attempt to say that name uh, i'm just going to call him the collector because guys smaller words please for me please Right, stratagem. It's a star cost. <laughs> and then when you uh, your Autobot Pipes, the collector, is KO'd, uh, choose one of your characters. Flip this, add its stats to your chosen character's stats, and return a card with Brave or Stealth in its text box from your scrap pile to your hand. Right. Okay. I'm going to go have a look at Autobot Pipes. Welcome to Intermission. So, Autobot Pipes, guys. In, in his bot mode, he's four attack. In his alt mode, he is three attack. For a start, when he gets KO'd to give that before you play other cards and stuff to other characters, it's pretty interesting. It's incredibly niche, don't get me wrong. But 
I like the idea behind it. I like the design space behind it. And also the ability to go, I'm just going to return a card with bravery or stealth in its text. I think I think this is interesting, like, because obviously Pipes in, in the comics dies in quite a horrible way. <laughs> so, um, you know, to have something that, that kind of is, is that kind of thematic, and it kind of empowers a lot of the Autobots to obviously to get done what needs to be done. I'm not going to give you too many spoilers, but... This is interesting. So, so what the way this works is uh, when he's KO'd, you choose one of your characters and, and flip this card, and then add the stats on this card to your chosen character stats. So, what what this does is it is a plus two health buff for when your pipes dies, um, which is good. But yeah, returning, you know, returning um, bravery or point position is going to be gnarly. Or like, I really want to hide this character. I'm going to go and get stealthiness. Um, or if your opponents are playing lots of brave and stealth, you go and get your spy satellite uplink and get it back and go. Actually, I'm going to turn all that nonsense off. So, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like it's, it doesn't jump out immediately, but a plus two health and and some kind of nice toolbox ability is pretty cool. I think. Yeah, there is some fun like secret actions you could bring back that involve stealth and brave and stuff like that. I think it's cool. I really, really like it. Um, obviously, Pipes is quite cheap as well. So running this as well, it, you can build some fun shenanigans around him. And as we've already seen in the Bayformers melee, um, well, I should just say battle cards, they love some melee characters, the Bayformers do, and there's a lot of melee shenanigans with trucks at the moment. So you could, hilariously, uh, run a, a very unique and devastating trucks build with him. So it could be quite interesting. You could go four wide with trucks. Definitely. And dare we even say it could even involve the new Nova Star uh, in there with it had a bit of a kicker. So you just think about her with this and some other fun shenanigans you can hit for a lot. Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. Insane. Yeah, put brave. You know the way I see, you could do. It, you could give pipes brave with a bravery or whatever. Send him in. Everything's got to slam into him. Then when he does go down, your star gets probably gets plus two health. So with that stratagem that we've just looked at earlier, ugh, that's a lot of health on Nova Star. I think that's really, really cool. Um, I like it a lot. So the next one um, is is called Squeeze Play. And this is for Crash Bash the Ocean Terror, uh, the six-star Titan Master <laughs> that I lamented on. Again, uh, just triggering. Um, it's a one-star stratagem, but I like this one. This is cool. Your deck can have up to two extra star cards with both orange and blue. So that's really cool, oh, I think. So so you can play... So the, if you're going to play this with a head, the minimum you can make Crash Bash is, what, eight stars. But getting an extra two stars... So you can run recon systems. You can run... Um, fuel caches if you want like triple pip goodness you can run all sorts of stuff with with this um, there's quite a few star cards isn't there that are orange and blue like pincer That's, move pincer movement was the one i was standing out so yeah there's some cool stuff there it's just, it's just sorry i just have to process like this thing that's growing in my mouth right now i've just got to swallow it back down <laughs> this fangry and this this guy with pincer movement all the bold in the oh yeah oh no why? <laughs> I thought, why did we have to have flashbacks of Headmasters again? I feel like it's great. 
what more can we say? I don't want to knock it because I'm not a big fan of Titan Masters and I know it's Dave's trigger word as well. But this is awesome. I think it's really, really cool. It also opens up the play of, if you take this, you need to run one of those collars. Mm. Because, yeah, yeah got to be very careful of that. I, I think... I, I th I think there was in the recent Bayformers event, I think there was a four wide Titan Master deck, and I think it ran Top Shot just to round out the team because um, he's leader and put Matrix and stuff on him. So, yeah, th this is this is it's a really good card. Um, I'd be interested to see what we can do with it. Um, I'd be interested to talk when we when we do interview Adam. Actually, it'd be interesting to get his thoughts on including a cheap, efficient. Uh, uh, titan body in in the set and sort of see his his reasoning behind it but i do think it's a cool card i think it's really good and if you're playing crash bash certainly worth thinking about 100 percent. okay so we have a very interesting one coming up next which is uh, stratagem 25 it's called stuck on you it's a star cast and it says if your starting team has only two characters each of your characters has an additional armor slot during the main phase on your turn you may put an armor from your scrap pile or KO area onto one of your characters. If you do, flip this. And when you flip it, it just has on the other side, if your starting team has only two characters, each of your characters has an additional armor slot. This is incredible and also scary. <laughs> it's the best way of describing it. But we'll, uh, we're going to get to that probably with the possible next stratagem but i really like this because they're uh, too wide everyone's kind of like i'm not so sure about this uh i love this with magnus just because you want to keep that magnus armor around you can then if you've got the points and you just want to do some fun shenanigans you can put another magnus armor on there and be reb rebellious or whatever our shenanigans are cheeky and fun yeah i mean his shenanigans are cruel and tragic which makes them not shenanigans at all really um, I think it's really cool. Adding an additional armor slot to characters that already have some fun shenanigans on there if you're running too wide is insanely cool. Like, I'm just thinking now, we had Christian a few uh, episodes back. He was running Living Weapon. Remember, Living Weapon has weapons in all his slots. Cool, you can have all the weapons in the world on him. And, oh yeah, I've got an additional armor slot, so I can put some extra, you know, armors on there and stuff like that. So it can be quite scary. Dave, your thoughts? Because you've played this a little bit. I have played this. Um, I think this is one of the more powerful stratagems in the set, particularly with the archetype that has come about with the Bayformer set. And we'll, we'll come to that because we're going to have, I think that when we come to the other card, um, it's going to be quite a lengthy discussion. I think this card is in incredibly, incredibly good um, for one star. The ability to, to fish something else out of your scrap pile as well is very good. Like getting an increased durability, like when your character's on low health and getting plus four is very good. Um, pulling out, if you're including the arc set in, within your carpool, pulling out a trithelium. Yes, you don't get an extra trithelium, but anything that shuts down Pierce if you're playing a defensive deck is really good. Sparring gear, force field. It's really, really good. You could you could run this in a two-wide team quite easily. You know, Optimus Prime, Battlefield Legend, and another character. When Prime's got two armor slots... And bleh. another character. Even Galaxy Prime. Like, if you think Galaxy Prime, he has three utility slots. You add this to the mix, he has two armor slots. Um, whenever you wanted to not hear Prime... Prime! 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 
you're gonna probably see this played with him. I think, dare I say it, we might have to have a prime month. Dare I say it? Uh, maybe <laughs> on our new, there's just stuff spawning from this episode in our minds for what we want to do, which is great. Um, but yeah, I really like it. I think it's because too tall. Everyone's too tall, can't stick around. Too tall, can't do this. Too tall, can't do that. This makes it a little bit playable. Like this uh, opens up the idea for more of. I personally think the idea of you creating a really interesting two-wide build and not just go, I want to run this beefcake and this beefcake. I want to run a beefcake and maybe a utility piece. And because I've got this stuck on you, that utility piece can make the beefcake really well. But obviously, they're going to target my utility geezer, so I need to keep them around long enough. So it's very, very interesting. Uh, and I think it's fairly costed for one. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the standout stratagems for, from a competitive aspect. This this card is already seeing play. Um, the deck I'm running that is running this card has not been defeated yet. It's incredibly, incredibly good. Um, so definitely one to watch out for. Um, make sure you've got your armor hate if you're playing in the Bayformers meta because this card will see play. Definitely. 100%. Now, before we get into the next cards, you can already hear in the background... Yes, that is a warning siren. This is going to be a long, lengthy discussion of Dave and me probably yelling at each other, <laughs> yelling at the Bayformers, yelling at life, because what we just talked about and this uh, interpretation of this stratagem is absolutely horrific. So Dave, I'll let you take the reign for this next insanely strong strategy. This this card is, is definitely one of the defining cards of the set. This card is called The Last Line of Defense. It's for Amiga Supreme, the Autobot defense base. Yes, listeners, wave two promo Amiga Supreme. This card is, is arguably one of the most powerful I've played from the set, and I, I've been on the receiving end as well as dishing out, out the pain with this. So this card reads, it's only a star. Your Amiga Supreme Autobot defense base has Brave and an additional utility slot. When one or more enemies untap, you may scrap a card from you your hand. If you do, move a damage counter from one of your characters to one of your opponent's characters, and it gives Amiga Supreme plus four health, pumping him up to 28. Now, a bit of background on what, why we've got a long discussion on this is I built a deck after my Bayformers set arrived because I love Amiga Supreme. I always have and I've always wanted Wave 2 Run to be good. And I saw this and I'm like, okay, this card and this card seem to work really well together with Autobot Countdown from the set. So I'm going to build a deck and it's my own build. I haven't looked at anything, but subsequently I found out that last line of a defense is a archetype within their meta you're dumb you're dumb i played you lee didn't i and i don't think i've ever triggered you before but you were spitting nails by the end of the game at just how bonkers effective this was and i think i think if you're playing it in an isolated pocket of just bayformers cards this maybe doesn't seem as bad. So for those listeners that haven't tried this card out with what I did, go and watch my video on uh, the Energon Hustlers where Claire is running last line of defense, Amiga Supreme against the Sharktacons. And you will... I, I don't often get salty when we're playing, but I was salty by the end of that match because it was absolutely grim. You, you, were, you were mad by the end of the game, weren't you? You're dumb. You're dumb. 
you're dumb. I value our friendship, so I'll choose my words. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, this is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna censor the shit out of this. This is horrible. Like when you play this, unstuck to you, it's incredibly strong. Um, we've talked about it probably a bit after our first gaming sessions and stuff, and not to jump the gun too much, for what this does, I personally think, and Dave and me have talked about it a bit, this probably should have been two stars. Because if you run this and Stuck on You, this is how it works for Omega Supreme, guys. You have two utility slots, you have two armors, you have a way of just constantly bouncing health. You also uh, can run... Um, What's the art card, Dave? Resilience. Cry about. Resilience. I love resilience, but resilience with this is insane. Um, with the new countdown as well, it just takes this guy from being I'm terrible to, oh my God, this is almost God tier. Like it literally, we're not trying to overwhelm you, but the link in the description on YouTube right now to go see how Claire plays this, you will understand why this is an educational problem <laughs> because it takes a little bit of a good character and immediately goes, okay, we're going to push you right to the front. And guess what? You're going to be unkillable because you've already got, you can only take X amount of damage with Omega Supreme. On top of this, you're also healing. Then you can also run resilience so you can heal even more. He I think the best way of describing it when I first played Dave was I think I did a ton of damage to him, but by the end of it, he had board wiped me. Countdown was dead, but Omega Supreme was on like six health. Like I had only taken six damage. Okay, like, count, countdown, was on, yeah, countdown was only dead because you were throwing direct damage at him. Um, I think, you, could, I, I think you, you can definitely tech for this this card you know i i was having a chat with adam yes was it yesterday when my video yeah it was yesterday when my video goes up on a tuesday morning and he watched it back he's like yeah i'm not too sure that <laughs> the arc cards and this card play nicely together he was like resilience with this is gross hm laser cannon with this is gross trithelium placing is so i i i <laughs> There's not many decks that I've, I've built. I love Omega Supreme. But I have felt I dished out negative play experience to you. I was on the receiving end of a negative play experience. And then last night, me and Nazumi had a few webcam matches. And by the end of the game, he was board wiped and I was on seven damage with Omega Supreme. You're dumb. You're dumb. I feel like it's just like a, when you first play Sky Shadow. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Very much so. Wave to a promo Omega Supreme was dog shit. There's no other way of saying it. Yeah. Edit it it's out as trash. much as you want, mate. He was rubbish. And we wanted a car that made him good. And this definitely, listeners, really does make him good. But just be mindful of the kind of experience you're going to give your opponent. If you're playing in a tournament where there's strict expectations of what and isn't going to be played and you're expected to you're going to try and win it by all means run this 
If you're playing this around your kitchen table with your mates or via webcam with your mates in a casual match, this is not a casual card. This is a tier one, 100% card, you know. And like subsequently, Adam sent me the link to the tournament they've just had where our good friend Brian Blair won with um, a, a cars deck. There were two last line of defense decks in the top eight. One of them was orange, which is completely different to my build. Because uh, I'm a blue shell, you know me. I'm a blue player, aren't I, Lee? But yeah, it's tier one. It's tier one. Just, just be, just be mindful. And I think if you're going to allow Arc and Bayformers cards together in any sort of events, Adam, if you're listening, you need to give serious consideration to as to whether you allow this card to interact with cards like Resilience, because Resilience is dumb with this. You're dumb. You're dumb. The, be the best thing of describing it is like it felt like a proper control deck but when you're having going against control decks a little bit uh, especially for me like personally i'm like wow that was kind of cool like that's how a control deck should play like when i played this i was like i couldn't understand why people hate control decks because this is just insane <laughs> in a way If you are going to run that combo, just be wary of your friends. <laughs> be aware of your friendships. <laughs> um, but to be honest, looking at what Dave built, like we can just seriously look at this and go, this is probably the best strat in the set without a doubt. I think so. And, I think so. And yeah, when you watch that battle report, you'll see how how much it would be quite interesting to go against it especially if you're thinking about right i need to grow the player base because obviously a lot of people have left transformers but also a lot of people have come back or even picking it up now because of cards being cheap and also the fan crate stuff is really cool um not to drive people away um i feel like for all of us <laughs> in a certain group that we're a part of which will eventually be unveiled to the world I feel like we need to figure out an idea of how can we beat this and hilariously have maybe an, um, a session where we go, Dave, you run this and we have to go against it and see. It's basically like a Thanos build, guys. This How this deck feels is like if Thanos had all the Infinity Stones. That's how insane it is. You could not live with your own failure. <laughs> it feels um, bear, that yeah. mad. It is it's crazy. And bearing in mind, the deck that was on my channel was a first draft. So I hadn't looked at any other deck list or anything. I'm, I'm, you know, I've kind of got my control deck kind of like staple cards that I always include anyway. It wasn't difficult to build the deck. And it, it it's undefeated in, I think it was about nine games now. And for a first draft, so that 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 again, it's like Sky Shadow. Like that, that was a deck that I built and that got dismantled quite quickly. And as much as it pains me to do so, I don't think this will be a feature of of games in in our house unless we were going to do some sort of like meta, like you know, Blues on Attack do their Meta Mondays when they're recording. Unless we were to start doing something similar on the Hustlers where we look at tournament builds and actually build them and play through them and give it our give our thoughts on them so yeah just be mindful like lee says don't push your friends away because lee was really cross with me by the end of the game he was I like that card like, is dumb it is dumb it was basically oh, i'm trying to think 
Insert the song here. You're dumb. There you go. That's how I felt. Like, I literally was just like, you are really dumb. Like, it's just frustrating how it is. I'm not going to lie. I think this is probably the best strat in the game. But also the fact is it's giving a character who was a laughing stock all of a sudden is now laughing at everyone else. Be interesting to see what your thoughts are. You know, have you played against Last Line of Defense Amiga Supreme? Have you watched my video on the Hustlers? What do you think about this? Because I definitely think it's bloody good. And I think it's, it's, it's arguably maybe too strong. And we will thing. pose the question to Adam as well. So that was the last line of defense. You've got a really cool one coming up next. So, so moving on to the next one. So now we're back to um, stratagem 27, which is the solo job. It is for mercenaries. It's a stratagem. It states, if you have exactly one mercenary on your starting team, your deck can have up to two extra star cards of black pip cards. So, the first thing that pops to my head is that indestructible blade, Dave. <laughs> that card will never die. I promise I will never die. So, man, that is, that is two quotes of Team America, maybe even three in this episode so far. But, <laughs> but that card... Oh, my God. Just the ability of, like, oh, yeah, I'll get rid of your weapon. I'll just go in my hand but I now can just have two of them in my deck for free. Uh... <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of appropriate that it's Sound Blaster on the art as well, because you could run that with Sound Blaster, get them back onto him, then you've got a weapon that never goes away from him. You know, but there's other star cards that are black as well. Was it Plunder, the triple black pip from Wave 4? Yep, Plunder. Who would have thought we would be talking about Plunder? I know. It, it, it's good, but it's nice to see that they've done the um, spotlight. So if you're all mercenaries, you can have some Brucey bonus. But then they're thinking, well, quite often you only play one mercenary. And they've given you a card that does a very, very similar thing to uh, the spotlight. But only if you're playing one. You know, this I can see this in Octone, this in Detritus, um, Lockdown, Deadlock. You know, you just play one off. Quite often I, I was running Nightbird on her own. It's been really good. Really, really good. It is rather, rather tasty. I really, really like it. So, Dave, number 28. The next card, listeners, is Thermal Reciprocation for Autobot Power Glide, the Haughty Show Off. Now, I complained when we looked at it first that he was a bit weenie, but this one is really cool. It's a three-star stratagem. Three stars. And it reads, when your Autobot Power Glide... Haughty show off takes damage from an opponent's card or has one or more damage counters moved onto him from an opponent's card. Put a thermal counter on this. When a character upgraded with your S2 thermal reciprocator does attack damage, you may, you may remove one or more thermal counters from this. If you do, do damage to the defender equal to the number of thermal counters removed. It gives power glide plus one attack and plus five health. So it actually turns him into what a seven star character this yep. so you can run him as a four-star little weenie bot you can run him with your superior as a four or a freebie four-star character or you can play him as a seven-star character that's got a really really significant um ability um that what do you think i think that's awesome i think it's really cool i think it addresses what you and me said in the character episode that um we want to power glide 
you kind of get a power glide with this. He goes to, you know, shoddy 9 health or 10 health or however much health he has. It's not too bad. And for 7 stars for a plane, not too bad. So he's on, he's on par with some of the other, obviously, weapon-related uh, cards in the game. So can't complain, cannot complain. And I think the ability of removing thermal counters from him to just do damage when he basically gets upgraded is insane. So you basically get, like... Do you think you've done enough damage with this guy to then just go, cool, I'm going to probably do three, two damage? That's, you know, it can be game-changing. I, I think it's really good. Um, and it, it gives you a choice, doesn't it, with Power Glide as to how you're going to use him within your squad. Um, because this definitely makes him more of a brawler rather than a lurk at the back, um, waiting for the sort of the right time. Because he's really utility, isn't he? His, his abilities are really kind of like supporting role. Um, so this, this I don't know, I really like it. I really like it a lot. It is rather, rather interesting. And it opens up uh, an interesting build for possibly uh, Power Glide in the not too distant future. Definitely. So yeah, watch this space. We'll be looking at that. Um, who have we got next? Ooh! I know, big boy, big boy strat as well. This is third party brigade, and it is brigade even, or whatever I would pronounce. I can't even pronounce the word. Right, for Bruticus, that's it. It's a strat for Bruticus. It's pretty darn good. It's one star, and it states, before the game begins, if five combatagons are on your starting team, deploy a shock blast galic, uh, galactic man you own from outside the game onto the battlefield in alt mode. When one of your combatagons attacks and you flip battle cards scrap the first black pip you flip without using its battle icons that is a very awesome strat because it basically allows you to play uh, obviously the battle master in shock blast but also the downside is you know that first black pip or maybe the only black pip that you flipped in your thing which is probably the first card you flip in an attack that doesn't count towards your total uh, uh, pierce, uh, pierce amount which I think is a rather awesome uh, drawback to playing this. But then you are technically going to be six wide, which is, you know, that's Devastator uh, territory, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's like Devastator territory, but not rubbish. So, you know, the Combaticons and Bruticus is definitely, I think, one of the centerpieces of the Arcwave one set. Um, making it six wide is really, really scary. Um, you're getting um, shock blast as well for like one star rather than four. It, you know, it's the same as the superior one we talked about earlier. Like the downside is quite negligible. You know, when I was running Bruticus, it was black pip heavy. So if you just scrap one of them, it didn't really matter because the next next one, you know, and he's big. You know, he's hitting for what seven base. He's got pierce two, tough two, bold two. So scrapping one card is like eh, whatever. Um, you know, it's nice to see them put a, a a cost on it though. You know, the same with the aerial bot one. There's a cost to running this. So yeah, you're gonna get a bigger team, but there's a slight drawback. But if you if you factor that drawback into your deck construction, it's not really a drawback, I don't think. Like a bombing run with the superior one, this you just play more cards that give you bold. And if you mm. think about it as well, with the with your deck design ideas, you can then add your quartermasters because obviously when Shock Blast becomes that Astro Magnum. Uh, you get plus two attack, which is pretty decent, and a bounty ability, which is do one damage to an enemy. Your opponent chooses a card from their hand and scraps it. So it depends, really. It's very situational, but going six wide is pretty darn tasty. I'm not going to lie. It is pretty, 
darn good. I think so. I think it's really, really cool. Um, and again, it's opening up deck options for Bruticus because you can go Bruticus with uh, Starscreen's Brigade and do try and recreate the episode from G1. You can do Bruticus with Shot Blast. You can just do Bruticus on his own and and you know not worry about any of these things. But I think it's definitely, if you've got Bruticus and you're playing with the art cards, definitely give that stratagem a, a try because I think it'd be really cool. And it kind of leads into the next one, doesn't it? Because the next one is actually for Shot Blast Galactic Man. This one is called This Gun for Hire and it's for Shot Blast the Galactic Man. It's a three-star stratagem again. Oh, so very, very similar to the Power Glide one. And it reads, your shot blast, uh, shock blast, Galactic Man is a mercenary instead of a Decepticon. Remove the text, is a mercenary, and from your Astro Magnum. So, plus one attack, plus four health. Very, very similar to the Power Glide one. It's all but a, a carbon copy, if you will. It's really cool. It opens up the whole idea of shock blast now becoming a mercenary, which is the first time we've seen a mercenary that is a Battlemaster, which is really cool. Design space that never got used. Um, I'm just going to beat a, a dead horse, really, isn't it? It's like mercenaries weren't really loved that much by wizards. But it's good to see this because obviously this can open up more deck design for just running all mercenaries or dropping a Battlemaster in there that is possibly, you know, just a gun, which is really, really cool at the end of the day. I can completely agree. I think it, it makes Shot Blast, again, you know, when we looked at him in the characters, obviously we hadn't seen, or we, we'd purposely not looked at all the cards, hadn't we? We're kind of re reviewing it from a, from, with a sort of like fresh perspective, you know, but this will pump him up in, into a much more of a viable threat as a Battlemaster, but keeping him only at the same sort of star cost as like Aimless and, and Fire Drive and Lionizer, and it is a definite interesting addition to your deck because it's not only a Battlemaster, it's a character that can transform from bot to alt mode as well. So yeah, interesting design space like you say, really, really cool. Definitely. And this one is very interesting because this is very theme, I believe, and it's called Trigger Con Vention, which is a Ruckus Combat Assault. Everyone remember Ruckus? Yeah, the silence speaks for itself. No one remembers Ruckus. So anyway, we're going for a star. It is uh, the stratagem. If you have Windsweeper, Air Defense, and Crankcase Data Collector on your starting team, your starting star limit is increased by four. So that allows you to play Ruckus with them, guys. So there's three wide already. And then you replace the text, move one damage counter with move two damage counters on the alt mode of your Windsweeper Air Defense defense okay whoa <laughs> okay okay i'm sorry mr mackey okay uh, that's okay just don't let it happen again we won't let it happen again mr mackey okay uh, okay okay that's fine okay okay just uh, just keep on quoting mr mackey right there that is wow just yeah like if you think about it you're running rookers who hits quite hard Crankcase that hits really hard. And then Windsweeper, who, you know, is no pushover, but the ability just to go, you know, I'm just going to move two damage counters on it. And that's even before the craziness and shenanigans. I like it. It's super theme. Obviously, they've gone with some sort of theme, whether it be in the comics or some, some sort of lore thing, maybe. But, man, that is an interesting heavy-hitting team of Ruckus, Crankcase, and Windsweeper. 
Wow. Dave, your thoughts? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a cop-out, but yeah, pretty much what you just said. Like, that is value. Increasing your star limit by four for just the cost of one, that is that is crazy good. Definitely going to, well, going to be trying out nearly all of all of these stratagems, I think, <laughs> in, in the coming weeks on, on, on the channel. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and that's a lot of health in three characters. Well, with Windsweeper's damage movement, that's a, that's a grim ability anyway, and I've only just recently got my Windsweeper. This might have to be its maiden voyage I was going to say, maybe this Ruckus. is the, the first time you venture out into the wilderness with this strat. Definitely. And with Ruckus, probably. I don't. Have you ever played Ruckus? I think I played him once. I don't think I've even played Ruckus, so... Well, he's a bit, he's a bit crap, wasn't he? He's got no abilities. He's a bit rubbish. I think the Ark, Ark, Ark did the stratagem, didn't they, where, like, where you untap cars and he repairs and stuff. So that'd be interesting to to see the difference between these two. Obviously, this is, is a very different team to what the Ark stratagem wants you to do. Um, obviously, you can't play both of them together anyway because they're both naming Ruckus, but it'd be interesting to see what a build using the Ark stratagem is like compared to a build with this one and which one hits harder and better. So, yeah. 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 Maiden Voyage of Windsweeper coming soon with Trigger Convention. All right. Next one then, Dave. It's all up to you, sir. This is Up in Smoke. And this is for Decepticon Exhaust Consumptive Condottier. Condottier, however you say that. Even I'm struggling. I'm quite, quite good with big wordy words. So um, this says, before the game begins, you may reveal a smoke cloak from your deck and put it into your hand. Your Decepticon Exhaust Consumptive Condottier or Condottier has pierced two for each smoke cloak and smoke thrower he's upgraded with. For a star. Now, my f initial thoughts, man, I'm, I'm be interested to see what you think. Revealing a smoke cloak is, is pretty good. Smoke cloak's one of those armors that's, it's okay. It was good, you played generally because it's a blue and black pip together. But it's kind of, tough has kind of fallen out of the meta. So be interesting to see if, if that's relevant. But I do like the Pierce 2 for the smoke cloak and the smoke thrower. Have you ever played smoke thrower? Because I haven't. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, mate? I, th I think potentially giving him Pierce 4, because he's a great character anyway, giving him Pierce 4 could be pretty good. I think it's really cool. It's super theme and niche, I think, because he just wants to run all the smoky things. Maybe we just have to have a hilarious build where we just call it up in smoke, maybe. I don't know. Like a just wants to have all the smoke or maybe some sort of exhaust hilarious shenanigans, like Turbo Booster's artwork has some crazy shenanigans with exhausts going on in the artwork you know i like it and, it, and we've talked about exhaust in our character episode very strong very reliable for a uh, for a car that is a decepticon which is impressive or oh, so we say decepticon mercenary sorry yeah uh, i think with this and some of the shenanigans you can build with some of the autobot cars dave get back to the garage man you need to get you need to have, think of some <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> i think so well I've been speaking to Brian because he won the um, Bayformers event with a cars deck that had exhaust in it. So I'm going to be having a look at his his list. And I think that's something that me and Claire are going to be doing is looking a little bit more at some meta decks at some point as well. Because there's quite a lot of activity. You'd think in lockdown and globally, there wouldn't be many tournaments going on. Wrong. There's loads. You know, we've got Bayformers doing them, we've got ATP, we've also got other people like um, there's Eye of the Matrix stuff, there is 
team PTSD. So there's a lot of meta stuff, so we're gonna do some meta analysis. I think one of the first decks I'm gonna look at is Brian's car deck, because it's cars and I love them. So, coming soon. Coming soon. Right, okay, moving on, we've got uh, number 33. We're almost at the end, guys. We're almost there. The finishing line is in the distance. It is V2 Sonic Surge Drone Armor. Jeez Louise, guys, come on. Smaller words, please. Then this is for Raider Ravage Espionage uh, Saboteur, which is obviously the Wave 3 Ravage, which is rather tasty. And it says, when your Raider Ravage Espionage Saboteur is untapped in alt mode and one of your other characters defends, you may tap Ravage. If you do, the defender gets armor, uh, plus armor, until the end of turn, equal to Ravage's armor slash defense. Uh, and also this card gives you plus two health and it's a star card. Um, I believe Ravage in the hilarious cassette mode is armor four. I think he's three. Is he three? three? I think. I think he is, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just, whilst you talk, I'm gonna look. Yeah, um, uh, like we stated earlier, I really like the different takes with the cassettes. They're really, really cool. Um, Ravage is obviously very iconic. Uh, and with um, when you're running, obviously Soundwave, um, who can work wonders with the Sky uh, Spy Patrol. Sorry, um, Ravage is almost like an auto include because he is just a beefcake. And say it with me, beefcake, 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 beefcake. In this mode, uh, and obviously you wanna, you can go either or. You can go like um, laser beak. You could do rat bat. You can do multiple different things. Obviously, they've introduced uh, with ATP. They've just uh, included Raider Overkill in their ATP two set. Um, it's just rather, rather tasty. You've got a load of cool cassettes, and you know, just imagine just keeping your cassettes alive using this, and then using some of the fun cards that we have already um, from the Wizard set, like Micro Capacitor, to just untap him. That's pretty awesome. So. Okay, I'll tap him to give him armor, but then I'll scrap my micro capacitor to uh, untap Ravage. So basically, I can still do Ravage on my next fun shenanigans, but I'm going to benefit my um, other cassette with a defense bonus, which is unreal value. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's cool. Like, it makes Ravage more because he was definitely the worst of them. Um, you know, the ones that you kind of commonly saw after they were released were sort of Rat Bat and um, Rumble were like much better value for their star cost. Laser Beat was good as well because for the two peers. But Ravage having seven health was always a bit naff. But he does have three three armor in, in alt mode. So this is a tap give someone plus three armor when they defend, which is good. If you are tandem, tandem, bleh, tandeming this with Overkill, and you can give, say, Overkill Brave. Again, we're coming back to Brave and how good it is. You could keep Overkill in the game for a long time with this. And you'd swing with Major Soundwave and then untap it all. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty funny because obviously if you keep overkill in alt mode, that's three. Do some fun tap shenanigans with Ravage. He's going to six. Ugh. It's going to be really good, you know, and, and there is a lot of anti-pierce tech across the fan sets as well. Like, you know, ATP have got um, a few and then you've got... Um, Obviously, the arc gave us Trithelium, and then there's there's Tetranite Microplating and, and other such things, as well as the ones that were in the Wizard sets as well. So blue, I think blue walls can can be viable again. It's just you've got to construct them in the right way. But this makes I think makes Ravage sort of playable, which he definitely was not. So the next one, 
We're almost there, aren't we? Aren't we? We've got two left. We are. We have two left. This is one of my favourites, just because it's different. And this is for Axle Opportunistic Fencer. This is ve uh, Vehicle Off-Road Cycle. And this says, when an upgrade is scrapped from your Axle Opportunistic Fencer, because he's the Action Master, isn't he? So he hasn't got an alt mode. He is. He's only got one mode. It says, place a fence counter on this. During your turn, when this has two or more fence counters, you may flip this and play it on him for a star. So, I'm just immediately thinking of ways of easily doing this. Is you're just playing, obviously, Grenade Launcher and Fusion Bore and all that kind of card anyway. So, you know, you know, swing, attack, take this off. And then when you flip it, it turns into um, a motorcycle, which gives him plus one attack, plus one health, and when this is occupied for the first time, you may return a sidecar artillery from your scrap pile to your hand, which is a battle card we looked at last time, and we both love that. Yeah. This is cool because it's completely different to anything we've seen before. And that artwork on the flip side is boss, mate. Look at that. It's, it's just super, like... <laughs> super cool. And guys, just if you didn't know, sidecar artillery is a white and black pip with the motorcycle and the black thing. It says, when the upgraded character attacks it and has three attack or less, after the battle, do two damage to an enemy and scrap it. So cool. Super cool weapon. I think this is, wins probably my favorite just because of the cool factor in the set. I just like the fact it is doing something we've never seen before. Love it. It's true. And it's just a lot, yeah. It's really, really cool. Again, it's not apparent how powerful this is gonna be, but I do think that recursion of Psychor Artillery, because that's a good card. I think this could be really, really fun. Get some motorbike shenanigans going. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. I like it a lot. So, uh, we're here. We're at the finishing line, guys. It is 35 of 35. And we're finished on a really interesting one. I really like this one. This is Ver Verdant um, 8. Oh, why do I have... Aegis. Aegis, yeah, I thought it was... My, <laughs> my gosh, guys. My, everyone knows. Whenever I read out cards, my dyslexia just goes... Burr, 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 does, not does not compute. But anyway, this is for Private Greenlight spe uh, Special Ops Recon. It's a stratagem. It's for one star. And it says, while your green uh, Private Greenlight Special Ops Recon is in bot mode, and she is upgraded with at least three green upgrades she cannot take more than four damage from a single attack and it also gives a plus one attack immediately i'm smiling from ear to ear because i had a hilarious build way 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 back in the day with that stun gun yes from wave yes. five because that was just way too much fun not to uh just because of all the stupidity this i think it was sonic stun gun where it's like you it's a green action uh, it's a green weapon it's like when you play a green card the upgraded character gets plus one attack so it just feels so themed with green light green cards green everything hey maybe i have to just have a have a deck called green day or something and just have loads of green cards in it or something like i like it green light is a really good character and to have the ability of basically only take four damage keeps her around for a while just because you know, to be honest, she would take a lot of damage um, because she obviously has um, safeguard in one of her modes. So she can only she can only take three to begin with. But then obviously she only has 12 health. So after that, you need to keep her around in long enough. And to have like a built-in force field all the time, it's pretty darn good. And the ability also of char uh, the character's upgrades not being able to be scrapped by opponent's cards 
is phenomenal. And obviously she is a specialist, so you get all those fun specialist shenanigans. Yep, all those fun, crazy cards. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, it's it's really good because you're going to be able to get her to that point where she has got at least three green upgrades. Yep. Um, because in her car mode, they can't be scrapped. So, that, you know, you could just like, well, I'm just going to save up my attack drones and splude them on her, extra puddings, all, all those like, you know, was it from Wave 5 Triangulator? There's many ways you can get her to not just three upgrades, but well beyond that. So she's kind of safe from the removal. So she's going to be a real pain in the bum to get rid of. She's got safeguard to start the game. And then late game, she's going to be like, I've got permanent force field. Come at me. Come at me, bro. Great. Yeah, great card. <laughs> really is. Really, really is good. I, I like green, like, because she was very different. Because um, at, at the time, I think she's one of the only characters that prevented people from scrapping upgrades. You know, it's not really been in the wizard's design space, hadn't been explored. I know ATP have gone on to explore that further. It's cool to see green light get a little bit of help because I think she's very cool and like you say Sonic Stun Gun on her particularly is it in bot mode she gets like plus two whenever you play a green card or something stupid well she gets but she just gets plus one but then you put Stun Gun on and it's plus two that, yeah, then, yeah. It, then it becomes plus two so then you think about it extra padding extra padding extra padding ugh fun times so there's plus six already and then those are other fun shenanigans you can put because I believe it's just on if it's on her or on other characters as well so it's she could go off. She could really tee off. She's she's a fun, fun character. She definitely is. Definitely is. But, I, you know, sort of closing thoughts from me, you know, is I think the stratagems have really opened up several old characters, you know, which is really cool. And it's given us some really, really interesting strategies that you can take with their new characters. What do you think about the set? Now we've looked at all of it. What do you think about World Strike? So, we've made it. We're at the finishing line. We're now drinking LucasAid or whatever kind of... We've probably got oxygen tanks on because we've been running for God knows how long uh, with this uh, review over three parts. I really like the set. I think the set is interesting over... Uh, I think, honestly, for, from a creative standpoint, very ballsy. And the way I say that is because... You bring in a faction that is very, very either loved or kind of like very, what the hell are these tentacle monster guys? I never really understood that. Uh, into the game, and you've given them a very different playstyle. You've given them enough utilities and enough like cards for them to stick around and be relevant from the get-go. And then also with your battle cards, it's really cool to see what you've done for them. And also across the board for other characters, specifically melee characters, I think have really been, you know, smiling from ear to ear with this set. And the stratagems, I think, Dave, you nailed it there. Like, there's some characters now that I'm looking at and I'm like, I want to try and build a Dinobot slug deck. I would like to try and build a Ruckus stupid deck. You know, just giving characters love and also seeing them have some design aspects in there where there might be some broken combos there might give some longevity to two wide teams etc and stuff like that but overall i really 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 like this set and if this is like how we've discussed every other set the only way is up or down right now because you've set quite an interesting benchmark for you guys like 
the Quintessons are awesome. I know Dave's been playing them and having a ton of fun. They're very interesting to build, like figuring out how they can work is uh, probably going to be really interesting to see where people will take them in the not too distant future. But overall, this set is awesome. I really think this is worth a try. And that is like the highest praise I could probably say from a set. Like Quintessons, it, I never thought I'd be raving about tentacle weird aliens. Like, honestly, <laughs> sounds really sketchy to say that out loud on a podcast, but it's true. I never thought I'd be raving about robot tentacles. Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, so my my thoughts, man. Like I, I think what an achievement, really, because um, Bayformers is a small smaller team than say like with the big groups like Alpha Trine Protocols and, and the Arc. You know, there's there's not as many designers. I know they've got quite a lot of playtesters, but what I think what an achievement um, to go in and bring into the game a brand new faction completely design, design it from the ground up and make it different to anything else in the game i think that's really commendable i think they're super fun to play i'm really enjoying it i've only just scratched the tip of the iceberg with the set really there's some strong powerhouse staple cards like um open agenda turnabout snare there's some really really solid cards that are going to find their way into non-quintesson decks they've gone back to old characters revamp them some of these stratagems like wave one bombshell wave one ramjet like i'm actually kind of interested to see what i can do with them slug our slug fest marathon that we're gonna do do it with, <laughs> with, with the guys on a thursday night just who can build the craziest slug deck um yeah i, I just blown away by it all really i think it's great and i think you know it's just listeners if you if you want to be hooking up with the bayformers guys and playing some games they've got a really active community on their discord as well haven't they lee they've got like a lot going on so well i would like to know due to the fact every time i seem to accept it it doesn't want me to join so oh. i really want people to like invite me without because i have the app i don't have it physically on the website so it keeps trying to get me through to the website and then it just like fails so i can't actually see like the Bayformers. I know it exists. It's kind of like I'm on the outside and I'm not allowed in. <laughs> oh, sad, sad, yeah. lonely, lonely. It's sad pandas, man. Yeah. <laughs> all by myself, mate. That's what all, I feel like right now. Myself. Yeah, I, I, I will, I'll try and rectify that. I'll try and invite you in a minute. But no, it's a really vibrant community. I'd say it's as active as Alpha Trion. So, um, and the Vector Sigma server. So it's, it's definitely worth getting involved with if you like the look of this set and want to play some games they've got stuff going on all the time no i think it's a fantastic set and i can't just reiterate what you said like it can only go really go up as far as i'm concerned if they're going to give us quintessons i'm excited for like junkions and where they're going to take them because i'd love to see a whole faction of junkions that'd be awesome it's 100 percent true like i keep figuring out how people could do it like because they're just basically like meh guys aren't they they're just like a new kind of horde if you will so i don't know if you have like them just named solo guys that can either have the melee trait or the range trait or the specialist trait and then effectively you can build like a team with like a couple of characters and a few normal minion ones that basically have a specific trait so you can use some of those cool cars like assault formation or you know like wedge formation or you could just run all the shenanigans with i want to just run all specialist guys or all ranged guys or all you know melee guys um, 
I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued how the Junkions are actually going to be put in this game more than anything. Yeah. I think we're going to have to try and tease some spoilers out of Adam when we speak to him on our next episode. Yeah, we're just going to have to squeeze him. We'll squeeze him for all, for the life... No, well, squeeze the life out of him. That sounds a bit rude. <laughs> uh, just try and get some, uh, just get some uh, spoilers for the next set because I know those guys... Uh, I know Adam's jumping at the bit to jump on, so uh, it should be a great episode, the next one. Yeah, definitely. We, we've got quite a lot lined up, haven't we? You know, we've kind of touched on it earlier. Um, you know, come out Alpha Tron Protocol 3 dropped this week, so we're going to be looking at that, I think, after we speak to Adam in detail. It's not as... Uh, fortunately, it's not as monster a set <laughs> as, as World Strike. You know, it's a much more set, so we're going to be looking at that. What have you got coming out on your channel in the next, next couple of weeks? I have a lot of stuff that has been put kind of back because of editing these monster episodes like i've been just editing these and trying to get them out like at this precise moment in time i'm i'm enjoying editing obviously i've started a new job as well guys if you didn't know i was a support worker beforehand i'm still staying with the profession of being a support worker working with young people with learning difficulties uh i have just changed jobs and i'm absolutely loving it so i'm still getting adjusted to my new role and my new place of employment uh, but at the same time, I'm enjoying doing a ton of stuff. Like I am doing more Transformer stuff. I'm actually having time to socialize with Dave and others and playing this fantastic game. I'm having the opportunity to paint minis. I'm, I'm, you know, there's, there's stuff outside of my channel that I'm actually getting time to do, which has been really, really rewarding. Um, there's some fun stuff down the pipeline. Obviously, we keep testing it and teasing it. And um, we just got to find the right format and figure out how we can do it. And to be honest, I think I think it might be happening in the next couple of months. We just need to finalize and make it up, look nice and shiny. But it's definitely something. Just to, I'm not going to spoil, spoil it, but it's something very interactive that you guys can tune in and watch and be a part of. I think that doesn't give it too much away, I think, Dave. <laughs> no, we've, 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 got something, we've got something really cool planned. Um, um, it's going to be like a collaboration of, of several individuals. So I'm really, really psyched about that. Um, yeah, I haven't got much different coming up my end. I've just been editing again, editing matches because we've we've got quite a lot going on. We're trying to trying to find time to record a great war match because that is a really cool alternate format for the game. And you, you know me, I'm well into my alternate format, so that's that's still on the back burner. My deck's built; it's disgusting. Claire hates it, and she's trying to build a deck of her own. Um, and she doesn't do a lot of deck building transformers, so it's taking a little bit longer than normal because she's quite a perfectionist. I remember when we used to build magic decks, she'd just, just take forever <laughs> to, to, to tweak her commander decks. And it's kind of kind of the same thing. She's still still trying to find the right team. She tried Metroplex and just found it wasn't consistent enough because obviously you're running a lot more cards. So that that's yeah. come in. Obviously, we've got I'm I'm playing a lot more. I'm probably playing two to three times a week. Um, I'm playing. I'm playing Salty next week from BOA. I'm having uh, hooking up with him um, via webcam, which would be cool. I haven't spoken nice. to him for a while, so that'd be nice. Um, what else? Stuff really. Just you know, we've we've had we've had contact from from the guy from the Great War. We've had contact from the guy to Wave X. You know, it's all stuff. We've got, we got. We are literally queued up, aren't we? We've got we've got like a waiting list of people. It just shows the passion that the community have got. And it's really nice to have contact from everyone in the community. You know, I've had loads of contact this week because I dropped my first video with the Bayformers gameplay. So, like, they were, whoa, this, you know, well behind it. Um, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a grind as well. It's, like, over an hour long, that game. So, it's, it's, 
it's it's a grind. It's that last line of defense is just savage. So if you want to see it in full flow, go and watch that. I've, I've, I've bitched enough about that card tonight <laughs> anyway. So, um, but no, yeah, like, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for, for everything. Hopefully uh, for the next episode, so start thinking of them now, get your questions in for Adam about, about his, his design experience, what his expectations are moving forward and everything like that. You know, we've got a ton of questions. I'm sure you guys have as well. So get 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 your questions brewing. You can ping them to me or Lee on Facebook or just drop them in the comments section below below this video. You know, like get the questions in because we, we really want to grill him on on what, what's going to be coming out for for them in the future. Like what's their tournament scene going to be? What, you know, yada, yada, that sort of thing. So... One hundred percent. Dave's done pretty much everything, so I'm excited that the man over there, the co-host, is nailing it for me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, guys, if you've enjoyed the trilogy, if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a like. A like is much appreciated. If you've enjoyed any of the podcasts we've brought to you, go back and drop a like on them. A like is much appreciated. Uh, if you're listening via iTunes slash Podbean and stuff like that, leave a rating. It's always appreciated. I know we get a fair few downloads because of people driving. So you get two different mediums. You get to look at the cards on these reviews, but also you get to hear what we talk about and stuff. So it's kind of interesting to see how people uh, listen to us and watch us. So it's kind of interesting to see the demographics. I get to analyze all this. And it's pretty much half and half at the moment, Dave. It's pretty interesting. That's really cool. It's rather tasty. So, guys, that was the Bayformers. I can say, case closed. We're done. The review is complete. The trilogy is done. The three-parter is done. Now we get to relax for about a week and some change. And then we're going to get Adam on. <laughs> and we're going to grill him. No, we're not going to grill him. We're going we're gonna to talk to Adam. And we're going to see what the dealio is with the Bayformers. And obviously, if you guys out there don't know anything about the Bayformers, that's a perfect episode for you guys to listen to, to get a little bit of behind the scenes of what the team's about, uh, how they got into Transformers and stuff like that. So we're going to talk about everything and anything. Uh, so it's going to be an absolute amazing episode. So guys, hopefully you'll tune back in to... Uh, listen to that uh, lovely podcast. Now, guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to this channel. It's awesome. It's always appreciated. Also, in the link below, and also at the end of this uh, thumbnail, if you're watching it on YouTube, go subscribe to Dave's channel, The Energon Hustlers, as well. Give Dave some love. That's all I'm going to say. Show him some love. Some gorgeous, smiley face love with some support. It's always appreciated. <laughs> always appreciated so it's a goodbye from me lee and a goodbye from me dave and we'll see you next time for an interview with the good man of adam from the bayformers but until next time guys take care have a good one and still keep playing transformers one shall stand one shall fall